Welcome back to the second episode of the No Gas Podcast. If you watched the last one, you would know that we are all about sharing all sorts of opinions and getting to know all kinds of people. We also cover recent events, throw out ridiculous scenarios and discuss the options. But if you didn't catch it, it's not a problem. You're here now, so let's get on with it and introduce the next guest on the show, my long-time friend, Jack Warman. Jack, how are you doing, mate? Oh, all good, brother. All good. How are it's you? It's a pleasure to have you on here, mate. It's a pleasure to be here. Second episode. Have you listened to Corey's? I have. I've listened to parts of it, yeah. Yeah, because obviously at this point we're recording, it's not actually out yet. But uh, just wanted to basically bring you on in here because you're a character, one of my good friends. I've known you since school, primary school, secondary school. I've even worked with you as well. Been through it all together. Been through it all, mate, haven't we? And the wars. Done many memories as well. Many a party. But um, basically, we all want to know, how's your week been, mate? Uh, not too bad, up and down. Uh, working... 8 till 4, Monday to Friday. Yeah. And uh, then I've uh, been uh, enjoying myself at the gym afterwards. What do you do for work? So I work for a roofing company distributing uh, roofing parts all along the trim, okay. the metals and the rubber. What's that for, like, uh, roofs for houses or...? Yeah, roofs for houses, sheds, anything you can think of. What, like the tiles or...? Uh, no, just the rubber. Oh, rubber, like flat roofs? Yes. Oh, so that's like the future? I hope so. The roofing game is uh, evolving as far as I'm aware, it is anyway. Yeah, I mean, from what I'm being told. Is it busy? Um, it's been a busy summer. Been a very, very busy summer. Yeah. So obviously, you mentioned briefly then that you uh, have been going to the gym. Yeah, I've been going. And I have been also going with you. How's the gym been treating you mentally and physically? I think it's more just being fit. It's not about you know cutting six stone about in, in two three months. Yeah. About that, if that comes and that comes with it. Yeah, yeah. It's not about having forty two inch arms or no. anything like that. You know, it's just for. Mentally, it's helping me better. Yeah. And I think fitness-wise, it's helping me much better too. So mentally and physically then? Yeah, massively. massively. Definitely. And your diet improved since? or? Yeah, diet's anything? improved. And I think it has to improve if you want to go to the gym. I don't think there's any point in going to the gym if you're going to go home and have six Wrestler burgers yeah. and, and four chocolate bars. It makes me laugh how certain people just do that. I feel not, like... Not care about what they eat. I feel like a cheat day now and then isn't bad. I mean, me, I love my food. I'm a foodie. You know, always mm. have been. I'm a big guy. And yeah, people that know yeah. Me know I'm a big guy. Yeah, straight. Uh, you know, it's hard. And that was the worst thing about dieting. I think it was hard to come off what I was eating before because, mm. you know, I'll go somewhere, I'll go out with the missus or with the boys. It's yeah. like, oh, I'll have a bit of that. I'll have a bit of that. And then I think you don't Delve realize, into temptation. Ah, that's it. It's easy. It's easy, yeah. done, especially when you're out because everyone else is doing it. Defo. No, I agree with that still. How do you feel like you've benefited from going to gym routinely, like not every day? Because like loads of people go every day, and it's like if you go two, three days, oh, you're not a real fucking gym uh, head. Them ones. So like, I actually like the the balance because I I listen to my body. You know what I'm saying? Like before you be. before you go in, and into your opinion, but I listen to my body. If I'm having a good day, I feel like yeah, I can go to gym today. But if the mm. next day I'm aching and that, I'm not one to go. Well, still got to go to gym because <laughs> like gains. If I'm feeling bad, it's time to repair. Yeah, that's it. You Do know what, what I mean? your body's used to. With me, you know, I've been I've been in and out of gyms for the last ten years, trying to do stuff, mm. trying to gain gain some muscle, lose some weight. It's just phases, though, is it? And I think because this is where the problem lies, and I think because when I've been going before, I've tried to do too much at once, and then because I don't see the results quick, I then just lose all motivation. Disheartened. I'm, I'm not going. Forget it. Mm-hmm. Year later, oh, let's try this again. And it's the same thing. I'm trying too much at once. I'm going Monday to Friday, trying to play football on a Sunday, and I can't because I'm absolutely broke. 
Yeah. And uh, and then it just ruins it. You get to the Monday and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. You've got to trust in the process. That's exactly it. And then yeah. you, you read into things, you talk to people that have been to the gym and people that are sort of the same weight as you and then yeah. you grasp what you need to do. Yeah. And I think going two or three times a week together, mm-hmm. it, it helps more because one, you see improvement better because yeah. you're not going all the time. Yeah. And two, you're not getting bored or annoyed that you're not seeing results. Yeah, that's facts actually, yeah. Does it help the fact, because it does for me, it helps that the gym is always empty? Yeah, it's massively... Um, An- Anxiety-wise, anyway. Yeah, massively. Like, um, I think yeah. it helps a lot because, well, and also, you're not wasting your time. You know, mm. I know yourself, you don't like wasting... We get in there, too, we get out, don't we? ...too much time yeah. like, after work. You know, you're like coming home and doing your thing. And I think a gym like that where it's quiet, it's nicely based, no problem, no drama, mm. you run one machine off onto another. Mm. No problem, no waiting. Probably a couple of people come in every now and then, but it's yeah, nothing yeah. that you have to bother with. Yeah, I, was, I said to you the other day that this is the sort of gym that teachers would come to. You mm. know, you know, you, you when you have that teacher in secondary school that's really fit and has always, wearing the tight always lycra and stuff, like that's the kind of gym you'd go to because there ain't like meatheads in there and stuff. Nah. Like It's just like the machines you need, the equipment you need, little squash courts, off you go. And going on with the uh, anxiety thing that you just mentioned, mm. I think also when you go to a mainstream gym like your Pure Gym or your JD Gym, yeah. when you see people your size that are much more fitter and bigger than you and you kind of look to the side as you're doing your weight, you, you know, you're doing your 5kg yeah. dumbbell or whatever, look yeah. to the side, guy, same height, same build, he's doing 20s. It's disheartening. It, it puts you off because it's like, well, that's where I want to be. And when someone else is there in that situation, I don't know about anyone else, mm. but I just feel like, it kind of puts you off going back. I hear that. But in like, in regards to that, I understand what you're saying fully. Mm. But there's probably people out there also that, that understand what you're saying and are in the same boat. And maybe there's ways that they can tackle that by looking at it in a different way. When they're in that position and they're looking at the side and, you know, mm. you're having these thoughts, you can see it as inspiration instead of disheartening. That's true. Do you know what I mean? See, it as, in way, see yeah. it as inspiration. Like, oh, he's the same build as me. He's, you know lifting heavier than me oh so I could do that you can see it differently and think that you can do that as well I suppose it's it's kind of like motivation seeing someone like that knowing I can get that way and even speak to them just be like yo um, I see that you're me and you are big lads how did you do that man what do you do what do you eat what do you do man tell me your secret because I think it all comes down to eating and that was mm. another major point for me as well mm. back in the day because I couldn't change my diet I was too used to what I was eating in a rut yeah, it was just, I was going from one to another, one to another. I mean, I was saying in the last episode that um, sometimes there's power in asking for help. And I don't want to repeat myself too much or come across like I'm using the same sort of lines, but you just slotted in wow there that like, you know, you can ask the bloke next to you who's the same build as you that's lifting heavier than you for a bit of help, a bit of tips. So mm. Yeah, it's also, you know, it's a good way to branch on and get to know people at the gym as well. You know, like yeah. you just said, if you don't want to go every week with me or, or vice versa there's always someone there you can maybe talk to or have a partner for that day you know mm. oh, I've got to know that guy Yeah, you know I'll sit with him for an hour if he wants me to and I think that's also a better reason to talk to people in the gym if you wanted to go that way too oh no definitely mate you're spot on mate well now we know what you've been up to and basically what you've been doing with your time and what you do for work just going to ask you a few personal questions the structure is going to become familiar the more episodes that we do so it's going to be the same sort of structure as the episode before. We're going to start off some personal questions. We're then going to get into some hypothetical questions. If anybody... Recently, a few people have been saying to me, hypothetical, what does that mean? Have you ever heard that? Do you know what it means? 
I don't know what it means, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, for anybody that doesn't know what hypothetical means, it's basically an imaginary scenario, a question that puts you in a scenario that wouldn't usually be the case. Something along the lines of, if you had 24 hours to live, what would you do? You know, that's like an imaginary scenario. Obviously, a lot of people will be thinking, uh, I know what they are, mate. Come on, let's go on with the show. But there's a lot of people out there that don't. So, that's the thing. So, we're going to get on with the personal questions. Jack, describe yourself in three traits. And when I say traits, something like, Corey, last episode, said he was kind-hearted, positive, okay, okay. and adventurous. Okay, it's a tough one. Um, Take your time. I'm trying to think of things that has been said to me about myself. That's what it's, it's all about. brought up a lot. I think one would be definitely, uh, I don't know if it's a trait, but loud. I've always been said I'm very loud. You know, if there's ever a video of someone singing or like a group of people singing, it's always, oh, I can hear Jack's voice. That's Jack's voice. The life of the party. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I'd say I'm quite a party guy. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to be the life of the party. I'd like to have a bit of fun, which would be another trait. I'm definitely a fun person. Would that be included in loud? Or would you just say the, the first one would be fun? I'd say agree, put all and put it under fun. 100% all of fun. it. And yeah. yeah, that makes more sense. Fun. So that's your first you one. You know, you're having fun, you're naturally loud anyway. You're a fun, loud, bubbly character. Yeah. The life of the party. That's the one. Lovely stuff. Well, I agree with that. From knowing you for years, you're obviously telling the people that are listening what you're like. I'm asking you the questions for you to tell me and everybody else. That's it. I already know what you're like as a person. That's why I love you. That's why you're my brother. But um, what's um, your next trait? I'd go on the line of Corey. I'd say quite kind hearted and loyal. Mm. quite a loyal friend that's interesting the fact that you went with the same as Corey because that tells me my taste in friends I think it's the same like, I think all of our friendship group you know shout them all out and stuff straight up shout the boys I feel like all of us are quite different in ways but the same in some ways as well you know we're all loyal we've all got each other's backs mm. we're all, you know even going back to the fun one I feel like we've all, we're all the same in the sense that we're fun we're kind hearted we're loyal you know we mm. like to have a bit of a party in that but we don't cause the trouble. We don't cause no harm. Ah, but we, we just have to have a good time. Yeah, nice. that's exactly it. And there's a contrast. It's not, you know, we're not like your generic type of group of mates where all of us have the same trim, dress the same, um, are into the same music. Like, you're into football, all of you are. I'm not. No, that's true. Do you know what I mean? You still drink basketball. You still drink beer. I don't. I like, I like a little, you know what I'm saying? Like a little schneebly, but I'm not going to get you guys saying, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's good to have a dynamic in a group. Do you know what I mean? And, and with a dynamic like ours comes uh, kind-hearted lads. So. Uh, so that's your second one. What's your third one, would you say? Okay, it's a tough one. Um, so, so far, we've got fun and kind-hearted. I'd say my third one ties into what I touched at the start of my second trait, which is loyal. I'm a very loyal friend, you know. Any, yeah, you are. Anytime my friends need me, I'd like to think that they'd call me first or one of the first people they'd call. Yeah. Uh, to be there or to help them during a, a problem that they're going through mentally, physically, no matter what. Definitely, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like them to know that I'd be there, and I'd like to know they know I'd be there too. Yeah, I, I can agree with that because it's like I know for a fact that in a, in a case of trouble or bother, bother, yeah, where I thought I need to talk to one of my pals. Obviously, all my pals I can talk to, but you know when there's. Certain mates you can go to about certain things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're one of them lads where I can go to about anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm, that's I'd like to be known as that as well. Yeah, like an open platform of help for your friends. There's no airs and graces. You know, you say what you want. I won't judge. I'm not a judgmental person. 
You say this is going on. Okay, you do tell me when I'm in the wrong though. You will say, nah, I don't agree with that man, you should have done this or that. Which is what friends will do. And that's that's like being honest. Ah, of course it is. There's no point me telling you in a situation, oh, so Jack, this happened today. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're in the right, go and do this. Yeah. There's no point because I'm just lying to you. We argue all the time about yourself. We argue all the time about, you know, nah, that ain't right, nah, you should have done this and that. It's just about having that, you know, after knowing someone so long and being friends with a group of people so long, you can tell them, nah, you're being a dickhead, mate. You know, like, you know, it's not false. Of course, and, and that's and where... And you can actually hate them as well at points. I agreed, agreed. You can hate your friends because you love them. You know, I think it gets to that point where you've been friends for 10, 12, 15 years. Or Which we like have. been friends for 40, 50, you know. Like yeah, You ask yeah. them about their friendship, you know, you ask your dad or, or you know, your uncle or whatever. You've been friends with him for 50 years, you ever follow up? I guarantee he says yes. Yeah. And that's how it will happen. That's what but you always make up eventually. Exactly, exactly. Because it's more than just, like, friendship. It's brotherhood. That's the one. That's what yeah, I was no. going to say. Definitely. I agree with that one. That's lit stuff, man. Well, on let's get... On, should we get on to the second question? Let's go. Get to know a bit more. Peeling back these layers, man. You're going to know Jack by the end of this. don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but let's go. Let's see what your favourite movie of all time is. What, what do you reckon? <sighs> Tricky one, isn't it? Because oh, I couldn't even answer that question. I think this might be one of the toughest questions that, I know. that you ever get asked. It's so vast. Yeah, of course, because there's so many genres. I think it's one of the toughest questions you can. What's get your favourite genre of film? Uh, it'd have to be horror, 100% horror. Horror, I love a yeah, good horror movie. 100% horror, or do like a good uh, war film. Oh, uh, an old army like classic shooter, or something. You know? Saving Private Ryan, maybe. Uh, 100%. Is that up there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So maybe, let's, okay, let's switch it up and say your top five, man. What's your top five? All so you, you can include one in each genre then. Oh, okay. What do you reckon? Okay, so uh, comedy. Uh, I think it's one of my top five films of all time anyway. I'd say Wolf of Wall Street, you know. Quality. Leonardo DiCaprio and... Margot Robbie. Yeah, well... That's, <laughs> what, you, that's what you need to say on that uh, one, isn't say, really? say no more, boys. Um, horror... And girls and anybody else. Horror's probably the hardest because of how much I'm into it. I'd say in terms of how, how scary the film was at the time of watching it, I'd say Sinister. Oh, that freaky, um, like, big tall thing in the suit with black hair. Yeah, with the uh, mask. Oh, man. Yeah, that was weird. Explain that to me again, because like, obviously, it's not like, who cares if you spoil it? It's an old film, Joe. If you ain't seen it, guys, wow. that's your problem. So what happened? So uh, there's a guy, uh, and he wrote, he's uh, writing a book, like a crime book, hmm. um, and he just moves into a new house, and he's trying to basically figure out these chain of murders and how it's happened in the house he's living in. Yeah, so he moves, what? So he moves into the this house, but what he doesn't know until the end, he gets a phone call from the cop that's been trying to help him throughout the film, and he's like, "You've just become number six on the list of what? Of the murders." So the house he's moved into was one of the murder houses. He doesn't okay. tell his wife. He but knows. Was, so what do you mean he became one? He didn't die, did he? So yeah, he did at the end. So he, uh, okay. after he's spoiler alert. Oh yeah, well yeah. Um, after his wife finds out that he, the first house they go to is the murder house for one of the last kids, he then she then persuades him to move to another house, and he gets out of there. He's had enough. He's done. So now, bear in mind, all the children are someone's kids from before. Or that have been taken. Yeah, that have been taken by, by this he, thing. He's called Mr. Boogie. Mr. Boogie. Is this like a ch- <laughs> child's child's film or something? Well, you think Mr. so with Boogie. a name like that? But he's a scary guy. Yeah, yeah. So he is to be fair. He's yeah. not someone to be messed with. Um, I'd say war. War genre. Yeah, war genre. I think I'd have two. And it'd have to be 
shooter for sure. The film, not the series. I haven't watched the series. The one yet. with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, um, I've, I haven't seen that. Only seen the series. We spoke about this before, film. haven't we? The comparisons between the film and the series. Oh, uh, yeah. There's uh, there's a lot of difference. I mean, there's still um, a few people in the series from the film, but it's totally different. It's massively different from what I've been told, anyway. Yeah. Because a few people have asked me, "Oh, you've watched the film? What's it like?" It's about that one where he's a sniper and he's like getting revenge for his dead friend. And, I think so, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he, I'm not even going to spoil it because that yeah, is. Yeah, because I watched the only, you, If you, you give away the that. plot to that one, it's it's a big deep one. Yeah, so. Uh, what, your number three? What's your number three? Uh, number three would be a film called Triple Frontier, which I uh, recently watched on Netflix. Triple Frontier. Oh, I've seen that. Is that the one with the robbery? Yes, yeah, it's the robbery yeah. with the uh, like Narcos sort of type. They're like mercenaries. Villains. Yes. But they're, they're not working anymore. They're just friends and they go on a mission to rob the cartel. Pretty right? much, yeah. There's, yeah, I've there's, seen uh, that. Cash that in the wall. Quality. Is that guy from Green Street? Yes, it is. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam is that great name? actor. Is he? Uh, he's Australian, isn't he? I think so. Yes. Yeah, because in, in in Green Street, he's a proper like gazer, he's you a know, cop, a gazer. And then in real life, he's not even like, does he? He's also in the uh, Sons of Anarchy series as well. Which oh, I is that him on the front cover? Yeah, that's him with the slip back hair. And he got a like a buzz cut. I think he has. In oh, the, sli- yeah, he's got slip back series, hair. But then in the last couple of ones, he's got like a slip back hair. We sleep back here. I thought that brother was Brad Pitt. No, I said it I when I first yeah, looked at yeah, the cover. I thought that was Brad Pitt. And then uh, recently come to, come to light that it was uh, Charlie Hunnam. I just learned that literally just now, if anybody else thought that as well. That is no. But um, let's get this order right. Go on. Right, so we forgot about Wolf of Wall Street. That's number five. Yeah. We haven't spoken about that in a minute. Number four was... Sinister. Sinister, the horror. Yes. Number three was... That was Shooter. Shooter. The film, not the series. Yes. Uh, number two was... Triple Frontier. Triple Frontier. And number one... Got a contender for number one. I've got two spots, which I know you wanted five, but it's going to have to be a little six. So one of them at number one would be uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. An old classic. An uh, old, old classic. Oh, man. I don't know which one of my favourite is. I think they're all good in their own way. It depends what sort of, you know, thing you're looking for. Because at the start, it was racing. It was, you know, high adrenaline. It was about fast cars, nitrous, the spoilers. Yeah, I it thought it went off a bit topic. Need for speed, maybe. And now it's more action. It went a bit off topic, didn't it's it? It's about Vin Diesel fighting people in, in the army in a plane somewhere. Across yeah. the Andes, maybe. It's a bit mad. But yeah, I think it depends what you're looking for. But the franchise as a whole, I think is massive and it's also if you haven't watched any of them yet because I know some people haven't mm-hmm. please go and watch them yeah recommend that one and top spot with it I've like gone like a joint to, top spot yeah joint top spot okay joint, joint top spot Too Fast Too Furious and Thor Ragnarok quality one of the best films I've ever watched and I think it's one of the best films on the Marvel franchise as well as a whole is that your favourite Marvel film then yeah definitely yeah definitely. to be fair it's up there in mine you got me into Marvel. To be honest, I'd never seen Marvel. Oh, we used to speak about it uh, when we used to work together back in the day. Yeah, I know. You'd, you'd get me onto it and I'd say to me, he'd been watching Marvel and this and that. And I'd be like, well, what's all this about? And you say, you have to watch it in order. Otherwise, it makes sense. So I watched 21 films in a row, bro. One, yeah, that was, uh, that was quite exciting. <laughs> 21 films in a, in a row. Um, I think we had a quiz about it at the end of, of it together, didn't we, as well? Well, we definitely spoke about it for ages, about all our like philosophies on what's what to come. What's your opinion on the old Spider-Man trailer? You seen it? Oh, it is massive, absolutely yeah. massive. I don't, 
I don't know how a trailer can be so good. I know normally you see the trailers and you're like, yeah, it's good. But yeah. That's what it's meant to be. Yeah. But I feel like with Spider-Man, it's it's turned a massive corner because mm-hmm. they've revealed quite a lot in the trailer already. Well, that's so it. What's not been revealed? That's it with Marvel. There's always more than to a trailer than than more just than a trailer. Trailer. You have to dissect the trailer. Exactly. And I remember when we seen it, we were uh, picking it apart and saying, oh. That means that this person's coming back. Oh, that means yeah, that, you know what I'm saying. So we're not going to spoil anything and stuff. But um, yeah, we uh, defi- got def- definitely had anyway, our I thoughts. So. Do you reckon there's going to be like you know there's that like conspiracy theory that all three of the Spider-Mans, Tobey Maguire, what's that other guy called? Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. I'm going to throw off Spider-Man in the works here. Go on. I'm going to say there's going to be four. What? I think Miles Morales might make an appearance as well. Oh, the the guy from Puerto Rico. Yes, the guy from Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. He, and he the, was only in the game ca- series. Was as he well. in a cartoon though? Yeah, it wasn't a well. It was an animated series, but yeah, it was the. Uh, I think it was the Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, no, that and, was into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. That was correct. the one. Yeah. That's the one. Yes, into, into the Spider Verse. So, the only reason I'm saying this, and it might be a, a wild far-fetched theory. Yeah. Because the new game that's just come out, it's a perfect time to On add PlayStation into a film Five. To, yeah, on the PlayStation 5. What's that, the Amazing Spider-Man? It's just uh, just Spider-Man. Just, uh, Spider-Man Marzarella's version. Okay. I think because it's his first one, they haven't named it anything. Well, there is no other Spider-Man on PS5, right? That's correct. So that's the only one you can purchase on PS5? Agreed, yes. If you've got PlayStation 5, get out there and uh, cop yourself. Is it good? Oh, it's amazing. It's one of the best things I've, I think I've purchased in recent years, for sure. Yeah. The graphics, the speed, it's just... I can't, it's hard to explain when you've not been on one, but... And how much can you cop one of them for then? Uh, a copy of that game? It depends where you, where you go. Um, obviously, some places will offer you bundles and deals, but um, I got a bundle with mine that was four hundred and ninety nine, and that was with Ratchet and Clank and one controller. So you bought your PlayStation Five with two games. Uh, one game and one controller. It come with five bills. Yes, not bad. So we went off on a bit of a tangent there, talking about Marvel, and then we went on to Spider Man, of course. Yeah. And um, that was based on Thor Ragnarok being your top. Top yeah. joint first, yes. Yeah, your number one joint with Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. The number one spot in your top five movies of all time. So moving on to the third question, personal question. What are your hobbies, mate? Like, what do you do when you're not working and not going to the gym? When you're not, like, grinding? When, wow, you, you know, yeah. when, you, when you're chilling? Which ain't a lot, what do you do a for lot fun? of the time. Um, what do you like to do for fun, man? Depends what sort of, what sort of day. I mean, um, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays, as some people know, is your, your typical Monday club. So... It's nice just to finish work, uh, meet the boys, have a nice little bevy, talk about the day that doesn't involve work. No one wants to talk about work after work. Yeah, I'm sure pointless. there's a few people out there that can relate to that. It's pointless. No one wants to do that. No. And then I'd say on your Wednesday, it'd be you know, football training. That, that's normally Wednesdays for me. Thursdays and Fridays, it'll be more, it'll be getting along with the boys, you know, playing COD, a bit of FIFA, a bit of GTA. Love it. So that's one thing you'd like to do. Gaming in general, you wanted to do streaming, didn't you? I did, yeah. That was one thing I, I did look into. Would that be a, a hobby of yours that you would like to do? Yeah, if, based on your interests. Yeah, massively. If I could pick anything to do now into doing my hobbies, I think it'd be streaming for sure. I don't know what sort of streaming I'd do. It would, you, would you quit your job to do that, or? I think it depends if it took off. To be honest, it has to. It has to be financially stable beforehand. Exactly. Doesn't it? There's no point me going. Yeah, yeah, I'll quit work, mm. and then two years down the line, I've made five pound off streaming. You well, know, it's not, well, that's it, yeah, like a lot of people, it's not feasible for, for myself. A lot of people believe in that old, you know, if you believe in what you want to do, do it and quit your job and leave everything and do it. Yeah, exactly. And I believe that sometimes it does pay off for certain individuals and I credit them and take my hat off to oh, them. I do too. 
but sometimes it doesn't. So you do have to make sure that you've got some sort of financial stability around you. No, I agree. I think anything, to support anything, anything you like that, where do. you know yourself, you're going to have to spend quite a lot of money to do something. Well, it's expensive streaming and stuff. Oh, it's massively expensive. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I looked into it and I asked a few people that, you know, do it themselves. And it yeah. was like, well, what's this going to be? How much yeah. is that going to cost? Yeah. Where do I get that from? Yeah. And, you know, all right, yeah, fair enough. You can make the money back within, if you got big, you make the money back within two, three months easily. But I think it's that gamble. Do I want to do that? Yeah. Can I do that? Have I got the time? Do do I have the money? You know, it's everything involved. You've got to drop a lot of stuff. And you've got to make that, a plan. Especially for a living as well. You've got to make a plan as well, like what you can afford to put oh, away. You can just week. go head first. You'd have to yeah. sit there and really, really think about where you're going to go. But, no, I definitely agree with that. But uh, you mentioned that you do footy in the week. Yes. So you play for you play for a team, don't you? Yeah, I play for a... Sunday league. I play for a Sunday league team, um, Craven Arms. Shout out to the boys. Shout out Craven Arms. Good bunch of lads. Um, probably the best team I've played for on a Sunday in terms of setup. How many teams have you played for? I've lost count, if I'm honest. Oh, just, just <laughs> one of them guys, yeah? <laughs> yeah, lost count. Okay. I think it, it was like how I touched on the gym earlier. I think I got into that many different teams. It was like, is this good for me? Is this where I want to be? Mm. And it's always been the case for me that my fitness has always been questioned, which I agree with. You know, yeah. I can sit here now and tell you my fitness isn't. For as long as I've known you, you've always been into football though and playing football. Yeah, it's, it's a massive, no massive matter your hobby. size or your health or, or or fitness level. I think it's the biggest interest I've had since since I've known. It's always been my biggest hobby. Yeah. It's always been my biggest interest. There's nothing else that comes above it really, and it never will be. It yeah. will never be contested. I think I'll play as long as I can and as long as I will. You support Liverpool, don't you? Yes, massive fan. Massive oh, fan. we could talk about you could you could probably talk about that for a whole episode. Yeah, I'll maybe talk about it for a two three hour special. Yeah, but uh, we'll leave that one for the archives. Why do you support Liverpool? I think it was more growing up. My brother, um, massive Cov fan, and I used to go Cov games with him. And then it was we'd get back from a Cov game, maybe, and it'd always be Liverpool on the TV. It'd always be. Oh, we're watching Liverpool tonight. So your older brother supported them? Well, my brother was Cov and my dad was Liverpool and it was oh, right. make a choice. Oh, so your brother didn't even support Liverpool, he supported Coventry? He, he was a massive Cov fan. Still oh, is. okay, yeah, so you were, told, you were told between the two. Yeah. Well, obviously you love Coventry. We, oh, I love Coventry. You've got to support your own city. It's still, still the city team. No matter yeah. where they play, it's still the city's team. Definitely. I went up the other week and it, it was absolutely quality. Corey was in, um, he went to the game when he when he was in talking to me, he was there uh, that day. Oh, it was a great day. 4-1 to, to Coventry, Coventry yes. against was, Fulham. Yes, which is... 1-0 oh, down, weren't they? 1-0 down first half and you think this is it. Me and him were saying, um, we don't know any of the players. Like I could, Maybe you can elaborate. I know a Do few. you know a few of them? Well, from when I had a season ticket from about 10 years ago, it's changed a lot. Oh, so I you don't know the current season? I know a few, few players, maybe, but not as much as I probably did back then. Yeah. And also now it's more... I'm more interested in Liverpool, so yeah, yeah, I don't take much notice. How are Liverpool doing at the moment? Uh, they're doing a second at the moment in the table, just <laughs> drew to Man City uh, last Sunday. Okay. Which, fair result. Was that is the, fair. The they're a good went. team. Oh, very good team. Very, as very far good as team. I know, anyway. Perfect team. And how far into the season is it? Uh, it's about nine, eight, nine games, so not not long oh, at all. It's, early doors, mate. Uh, it's early doors. Early. So you love your footy? Love and football. You love going out with your pals and enjoying a nice beer? Yes, love definitely. It. Love a little party, and you mentioned your missus as well. Or is that a bit personal? You'd have to. No, no, we talk about it. No problem. Nah, I think we're quite a, f- a fun couple. Yeah, Good we, dynamic. We get on. I think we get each other as a couple. You know, it's like with with football on a on a Wednesday and Sundays. She knows that's part of my life, and she'll either come and watch the game and be part of me with it, or it'll oh, be. Oh, she come and watch it. Yeah, she does. Yeah, oh, she does. Bless her in the rain, snow, sun. Quality, maybe. man. Um, but anyway, day hobbies. 
Yes. That's what you like to do. I enjoy your friends, yourself, and your lady. So, moving on. What were you like in school, mate? Because obviously I know. Yeah, you know me very well from school, especially the first. I've got a bad memory, though, I'm not going to lie. We're 25 now. We were in school like I nine years ago, bro. I think early years in school, I don't remember quite as vividly as I do the later years, but mm. I think that was because I didn't really enjoy my earlier years in school. Didn't you? I was, I was quite quiet, you know, I said at the start of the show. Okay. I was quite fun, bubbly, that's my traits. Oh, right, so that Back wasn't school, always that was, the case. No, that was never the case in school. Oh. I was quiet. I didn't really want to talk to no one, never really made friends. It was, I only kept the people that I'd come from my primary school with. Yeah. And that was it. And it only got to about year nine, maybe. Halfway through year nine, early it's year like coming out your shell a bit. Come up my shell a little bit, got yeah. in with a different crowd than what I was in. It was more, I was in with the football boys. I started enjoying my football more then. And anyone that suffers with that, you know, they've got a little brother that's going to school currently, a little sister or anyone else at the mm. moment. I'd say if they are quiet or you are a little bit out of your depth, don't worry because the later years are the better years anyway. And you yeah. will start to enjoy school as much as you think it's crap right now. You will definitely enjoy your school. How did you do, like, qualification-wise? Academically-wise. Yeah, yeah, academically. Weren't the cleverest. Um, I definitely didn't apply myself to uh, as much as what I could have, I don't think, especially what I know now. Mm. Um, but then I think that was more... That's hindsight for you, though, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. You, you're always going to sit back and go, well, I wish I'd done this, wish I'd done that. Yeah. But it's done, and... You know, I'm still in a, a good place now. It's not like I've fell on my ass. What were your options? You know, in your last year, you pick your options. Is it your last year? Was yeah, it was like, year well, I'd done it in year I, 10. I, I, and got, I got kicked out before <laughs> that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you had to do it a couple of times. I went to a few schools, me, man. But we'll get into that in a sec. But, uh, so, what did you do option wise? Well, I had to do my options in year 10 and year 11 because I stayed on and went sixth form. So, I had to pick oh. two years of options. Did you do A levels in sixth form? Sixth form would have been A level, yeah. Whoa. Um, year you, ten. Do you I can't remember what remember. you studied? Yeah, the only thing I remember in year ten is sport and business. Yeah. There was two of us, but I can't remember what they were. For sixth form, I picked music because I think a couple of the lads did, and I was just like, "I'll get in with them. It'll be cool." Yeah. Went horribly. I um, tried that as well. It's not even. It's not what you think. No, it's they, not. They get you doing weird it's stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Sitting there trying to make a beat, and I'm yeah. like, "What am I pressing?" Yeah. Sitting there clicking hi-hat after know, every five minutes. I know how to make beats now, but it's like, back then, I didn't have a foggy, mate. Nah, I didn't have a clue. I was trying to make samples from Krepton Conan to someone else, to someone else. <laughs> so I'm like, mash up something weird. Shout out Krepton Conan. Shout out the boys. Yeah, man. So, um, um, and then uh, science, because I think science was my best grade coming out of year 11. And I was like, oh, I didn't realise how good I was at science. Science was always that subject in school that was fun to do. Oh, it was massively fun, but especially was, practical But lessons. it was boring, the writing. It was just a lot of writing, I think, science. And diagrams and And the that. textbooks were massive. Yeah. You look at your textbook, it was a thousand plus a lot of pages. yellow pages, wasn't it? Oh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Reading through that, you'd always try and find the funniest picture and say, that's you, and point to your mate. Yeah. One of Man, ones. could talk about school for ages. I think it's one of them things, and, I, and like you said, it's hindsight, it's one of them things you'd always sit there afterwards and go, you know what, I wish it, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Oh, I wish I'd done this. But it happens, it's natural. You Whether it's good anything. or bad, you would you you will always look back and think, I wish I'd done this differently. Of or I wish I didn't do that. Ah, definitely. 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 Me personally, I wish I didn't try and act the clown as much. I was the typical class clown. The typical like yeah, I remember. Yeah. I, remember I, know. I was the typical class clown, the disruptor, potential waster. The one on the report card, always the disrupting one on the report. Class. 
the one sent out, the one trying to get next to the the nearest pretty girl, <laughs> trying to kind of trying to chat to her all the time and make her laugh, and I just wasn't fighting. Never wagged it though. In school, the teachers probably thought this kid's dragged up. Do you know what I mean? He's some mm. scummy kid that's like not been taught this and that. My mum taught me discipline, taught me manners and all this and that. I just hated school, bro. Yeah, I think I just hated it. I think that sort of year, uh, year that you remember before, obviously you left. I think that year wasn't very disruptive, but it was a year full of so many, you know, characters. Yeah, our year group was, was full of. It was a massive group of different people, and I think it was weird because you know you look at years below and years above, and you're like, they don't get on. Oh, they don't get on. They hate each other. They're all enemies. But I feel like our year got on really well. But do you not think they all felt felt the same though? <laughs> You know, Possibly, like they maybe felt... they look at it in a different way, but yeah. I just felt like there was a bit more, t- especially coming towards year 10 and 11, there was a lot more togetherness in the year. Mm. I don't know why, it just felt different. You know, we were all at prom. Yeah, I didn't do prom. Not at all? No, I didn't have a prom in my school. I ended up, uh, left left our school, mm. then I went to uh, President Kennedy, and then I went from there to the chase. And uh, the chase is basically, isn't about anymore. The chase it sounds like some sort of like, that quiz show on TV with that big smart guy. But, um, yeah, this school was basically for naughty kids that weren't accepted anywhere else. But And, and there you couldn't receive your A's and B's and C's. It was just it, generic, was it? It was just, I don't even know, mate. Is this some B-tech, crusty-ass qualification, you know, like, <laughs> if you even managed to sit the the exam. Loads of kids would just jump out in the middle of the exams to like, I ain't doing this, and rip it up and walk out. But I'm there like, nah. I got to get at least one qualification. It's not going prom something you regret though, or is it something that's just like something I wish I'd done? Yeah, it's something I wish I'd done because I, I would have looked the bollocks, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> prom king. I reckon I would have, man. Like prom king. Yeah, yeah, man. I look I, at that point. I'd never worn like a suit, and to this day, bro, I'm 25 and I've never wore a suit. I've never. I think that was the first. I've time never I wore been a suit. to a wedding. I've been to. I've worn shirts and ties and bow ties and braces mm. when I'm going out on on the smart one, but um. Or for some sort of themed party. Yeah, 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 like a Christmas uh, do Yeah, yeah, like something. But yeah, I didn't go prom, so yeah, that is one thing that I regret. But um, we've got a pretty much a good little idea on what you were like in school and me. We're going to move on to the penultimate personal question that we've got here. How different was your life one year ago? That's Ooh. a good question, isn't it, man? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I'd say... Well, everyone's going to say different, but no, it was. It's massively different, and it's different in a good way for sure. You mm-hmm. know, a year ago, I think it wasn't long after the, a year today that I was sitting in hospital with, you know, a suspected appendicitis because yeah, I, stomach. I thought my appendix had burst. One of the worst pains I felt, and I was sitting in a hotel room, supposedly, for my birthday. You your know. birthday? Was it on your birthday? Yeah, my birthday, went to uh, went to a hotel in Birmingham. Went to the alchemist with the missus. Also, I had a bit of stomachache, you know. Oh, I need to eat. So, I don't know, that's what everyone does. Stomachache, oh, you, you need to eat a little bit. That's what everyone will tell you. Got a bit of grub with the missus. Yeah, got a bit of grub. Ended up back, got a shower, couldn't stand up. Ended up lying on the floor in the shower, couldn't stand what? up. What? Couldn't stand up. On the floor? Like, yeah, it just had a massive sharp pain and all of a sudden bang. And I thought, what's this? Wow. This is bad. Did you think you had food poisoning or something? I don't know, to be honest. I, I don't know what it was. It was just a pain that I knew shouldn't have been there. Yeah. You, you know, you know, like you, you said, know your body. Gym, you know your body. Yeah. You know when something's not right. Definitely. Sat there and I thought, this is bad. You know, what do I do? So you go on your phone, you, you know, well, I've got the missus too because I was in the shower. So I said, go on, go on the NHS website and do the questionnaire if it tells you to come in or not. Yeah. 
fill out a 30 questions yeah come come to come to the hospital have a google like everyone does which i'd recommend do not google because all it does is say you will die oh no literally it's the worst thing ever but everyone does it because it literally does peace it? of mind it literally does but yeah it says, yeah come come to the hospital okay cool have a little Google what it is, appendicitis, what's that mean? Your appendix is going to burst, you could die. So when I went in, I explained, and they were like, right, okay, sit down quick, we need to look at you. So this guy comes in, he, one of the loveliest doctors I've ever had, to be honest, quality, can't remember his name, I wish I did. And uh, he sat me down, pressing around, he was like, okay, hmm. And I thought, well, hmm, doesn't sound good. It never does. Hmm. And he come back in about an hour and he goes, look, it's not as serious as you think, it's not appendicitis. He goes, oh, it wasn't that in the No, end. no, it wasn't. Oh, thank God. It's called gastritis. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, got discharged. They give me some tablets, and I've been on them ever since. But that and why it's so different from a year ago today is because that is what actually stopped me smoking. Yeah, because you used to smoke. Didn't yeah, you? I used yeah, to smoke yeah. A lot. Forgot about that, actually. Every night out for forty fags. Yeah. Come back with a ten yeah. and smoke the next I day. I forgot that you used to smoke, man. It feels weird that I still don't. Yeah. Like, I see people smoke now, and I'm like, I used to do that. That was me. Yeah. I just wish I could tell people like, be careful because it'll happen to me. But people are different. It might not ever happen to them. So that changed massively. Stop smoking. And now you're in a stable job. Stable jobs. Seeing your friends. At the gym. Seeing your, your girlfriend, having fun with your girlfriend and going to the gym. Yeah. Looking after yourself, playing football as well. Exactly. So um, that was what your how different your life was one year ago. Now, before we go into the hypothetical section, which is one of my favourite sections of the show. Ah, oh, same. This last question is going to sort of tide over onto it. Not, not like... Uh, it's going to sort of like... Bring us into the hypothetical vibe. Okay. So basically, if you could go back and speak to your 13-year-old self, what <laughs> would you tell yourself? So for 20 seconds, say on the, not even 20 seconds. So you get 60 seconds on the blower, on the old phone, yeah. So you get to speak to them. 20 seconds, 13-year-old self in another so alternative I'll, universe, okay, another so alternative the, timeline. What would you say? I'll say the words I'd say. Right, and I'll explain afterwards why. Yeah, yeah, by all means. Go back to myself, I'd say Leicester, 3000 to 1, 2016, all yours. Is that a football reference? That is a massive football reference. Is that like when they won the league? So it was Leicester, uh, 2015 16 season. Yeah. Every year, everyone's on, you know, whoever bets is on the bookies, it's so so, 10 to 1. Were Leicester not likely to win? Oh, no, not at all, you know. What was the odds you said? 3000 to 1, I think. 3000? Or something stupid, you know. So if you put a pound on, you get three thousand and one pounds. Something back. like that. It depends what betting site. So some probably would have been five hundred thousand to one. Real big. But yeah, even a thousand to one. That's quality. That's, that's ridiculous. That's quality. You go back, tell your man, hey bro, whack on Leicester to win the league in the year two thousand and fifteen to two thousand and sixteen. Everything you've got on that. Bet. Everything you've got on that bet, three thousand to one. You're laughing. Set for life. Thank me later, lad. Set for life. Cheers, Mush. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. That's quality one. I thought you would have come with some wisdom or something. Like. Well, it kind of is wisdom, you know. You put it on, you're set for life. It's wisdom to set yourself up, at least, anyway. You know, um, in regards to time travel, like back to the future terms, mm. if we're talking back to the future terms, that's sort of like illegal to sort of put bets on when it comes ah, to time that's travel. That's true. Do you know, that's some, like, some sort of stipulation, but you could probably swing this one. But... Um, yeah. A bit way around it. That's, I hope, anyway. Yeah. That's a good one, man. We're going to stick with that. Man will be killing it. Trust. What would be 13? In the what, game. How old would he be? 19. Yeah. So in six years' time... 18, gonna, 19, yeah. So in six years' time, he's going to put that bet on and he'll be laughing. At 19. Lovely Go stuff. Go do what you want. So there you go. You've got a bit of a, an understanding now of what Jack's been doing and what he's like as a person. 
So now we're going to loosen up a bit. Let's go. Yeah, we're going to have a little bit of fun because Jack's all about fun, as he said earlier. We're going to get into the hypothetical questions. I'll put this question out specifically for you, Jack, because I know that this is your, up your street, brother. Oh, let's go. Come on. I know that this is up your street, brother, because I know what you're like, bro. Let's go. What would your strategy be for a zombie apocalypse, bro? So, so let me just paint a little picture. Big question. Let me paint a picture for you. Go. You're at your house, yeah? Okay. Your mum and dad are in bed. Right. Everyone's asleep. The telly's on. You're watching someone on telly, and all okay. of a sudden it switches. Boom. Breaking news. Breaking news. Zombie outbreak. Illnesses, virus out there. Everyone's turning into some mutated, flesh-eating cannibal. <laughs> you know how it is in the movies. You've seen the movies. You've seen the movies. You've seen the movies. But uh, yeah, so what would your what your go-to from that point on, bro? Breaking news, zombie. You, you, at first, you'd be shocked. So what would you do? So I think the first thing I'd do, I'd definitely wake up. You know, whoever was in my house, mm-hmm. or in you'd wake them up. Yeah, of straight course. up. You've got, you've got to. You can't leave yeah. them behind. No. I think I'd ring everyone I knew yep. that I cared about, maybe. Yeah. Ring people I care about. They'd know as well. It's, it's breaking news. Global breaking ring news. Ring them, see if they haven't seen it. Yeah. If they have, then they'll know. Try and set up a meeting point with everyone. Oh, okay. I know are safe and not contracted the virus. Okay. Pack a bag of all but, the important things. But let me just let me just stop you right there. Go on. Before you meet up or on your way to meeting them, yes. you're gonna you're gonna have to leave your house. That's true. Right? And the zombies everywhere. Your neighbours are now eating people in the street. Right, okay. Your mum might even be a zombie, yeah? Your dad might have ran away because your mum's a zombie. So you're there on your own. Let's say you're on your own and you need to get out of the house ASAP. What weapon are you taking? Okay, so... What's your weapon of choice? If I'm on my own, ah, it'd be something sharp. Um, I think it'd be maybe an axe or, you know, like a big sword or maybe... Have you got a sword at your house? Like a butcher's knife. Oh, let's not disclose that information. So you get something sharp and long. Well, you got something long, you know, because one, it's effective. Two, it keeps them at reach. So you got something longer. Would bit. you not consider staying in? See, and locking up, barricading your house, and see, it'd be easier to and say that would yes. be safer for your family, wouldn't it? You got enough food in your house, haven't you? It's for it to to blow over. You got food in your house, yeah, of course. But you know, you know, zombies break in or anything like that. You well, don't yeah. have to even one have a plan B. Then you dip. That's your that's your plan B. Dip. That's true. With loads of bad you dipping too, that's the question. I think that's what you've got to think of. Well, this is what the questions are for me, to be answered. For me... If you're living in Coventry, would you go to West Orchards or something? You'd have to go somewhere high, I think. Yeah, Easily go to the shopping high. mall. Yeah, shopping mall, loads of space, loads of open areas. Vantage points so you can see down, you can yeah. have a look at what's going on. Like a shopping mall maybe as well. Yeah. Uh, not shopping mall, sorry, like a big shop, you know, like your Tesco's or whatever, you know, there's loads of food in there, loads of places to be, loads of places to hide. It'd be crazy, man. Maybe. I don't know. It depends where, how you'd want to survive it, I think. Can you me, drive a car? Uh, nah, no, no, not yet, no. No, nah, that's what I mean. No. I think I would, though, just to get away. I can drive a car, and in that situation, I would would do it. Just rob a car and just, like, drive it, because I know how to, but legally I can't drive. But um, would you get in a car or drive somewhere as far yeah, as possible? Yeah, massively. Massively get into a car. Would you want to drive away out the city and see how far the outbreak was? I'd try and find sort of a... Refuge camp. Yeah, like a refuge camp. I'm sure or, this is one out there. Or a pick-up point, you know, this helicopter's going to be here at yeah. so-and-so time. Be yeah. there. I'm sure there would be. There's always one in the movies, isn't there, at the end. They find a salvation out. That's like, it. A salvation a Massive helicopter that carries camp. 65 people or something, yeah. you know. It was never going to happen. Literally. But, uh, yeah, I'd drive to a point where you know you're going to be safe or looked after or picked up 
maybe to yeah. go to another city, another place. Imagine the hospital. Imagine going to the hospital. You'd, would that be resourceful? It'd be resourceful, but would it be safe? You always see in these Nowhere movies. Nowhere safe. You always see in these movies they go to the hospital. Oh, I'm saved. I can get. I can get a needle or a vaccine. Nowhere safe. Though. And it's always it's always it's crawling with people. I've I mean, always had this theory of going to an army base, which yeah. some people would be like, "Oh, what are you doing that for?" There's an army base near us, like a cadet school, right? There is, that's so correct. You, so you do that, you go there. You ain't got nothing there, maybe just a, a building, a couple of weapons, but... And some dud guns. Yeah, rubber bullets. Yeah. Ain't no one touching that. I think I'd drive to maybe a more established army base, probably mm. Harrogate or something like that. Seek refuge there. Yeah, because, you know, everyone goes, oh, why the army base? Because I've said this answer loads of times. and they they got guns, mate. <laughs> guns, ration packs, they're, they're taught to survive. Yeah out there for ages on just what they're given. That's their that's their ball game, isn't so, it? So, you know, you take a ration packs that they have, which is what is sufficient for them. Yeah, but do you think in a zombie apocalypse situation that you're going to be able to somehow get from here to there? And if, even if you did, you'd be able to just waltz onto the to the camp and them not be shooting, uh, aiming guns at you saying, prove that you're not a zombie! Uh, well, you know what I mean? That's, you know, that's, uh, you'll be, you're going, hey, I've came all the way here, mate. That's the second uh, Get a ration pack and a, and a, and a, and going, and a nap. Do you know what I mean? So it'd be hard to convince them, but uh, the possibilities are endless. I mean, if you, uh, any listeners that are um, listening into this and want to know and want to tell us your opinion, then uh, feel free to let us know on Instagram and Twitter at the No Gas Podcast or the No Gas Podcast at gmail.com. It'd be nice to know what your strategy would be for a zombie apocalypse. But moving on. If you were a Transformer, what vehicle would you turn into and why? You're a car man, right? A massive car man. Yeah, massive. let's say if this car had to represent your personality Ooh. or you as a person. So, yeah, you've all seen Transformers with Megan Fox and Shia Booth, And if you haven't, it's basically where the cars will turn into, like, big massive robots, robots that, help, that help Shia save the world. But uh, So, yeah, what would yours be? Hmm, OK. So maybe I'd be something loud and big, you know, because that's me on my... Big guy, I'm loud. I'd be yeah. something out there. I wouldn't be like some some small, nimble. I'd be out there. I'd be like, you know who I am. This is me. Yeah. I'm not here to to be messed with. What about like a Ford Ranger or something? Yeah, maybe or like a tank or something. Oh, some tank. Big, oh, you're big, talking big, 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 big. Okay. Something big, man. Okay. Explosive. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Something big, explosive, massive, out there. You know, you got another robot coming towards you. That's a little Ford Focus. It ain't gonna come and take you on, is it? <laughs> little Corsa. Yeah, look at you, like I'm turning the other way. Yeah, no, nah. that's sweet. I like that. So, um, moving on to the third hypothetical question to get to know you more and more. Okay. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, okay. So superpower. That's a big one. Um, I think. No, no, not think. Oh, no. What I'd choose and it'd be invisibility. Why is that? You just get away with doing stuff for. That sounds kind of creepy, yeah. Yeah, not creepy. Not creepy. <laughs> Come on. For what other purposes would you use invisibility? You know, hearing conversations that you wouldn't normally hear. You know, coming back into a room, like some people might be talking about oh, something, so, yeah. something, or you know, you're just there, but they ain't gonna know you're there. You so many times that. I've wanted to be a fly on the wall. Exactly that point. When you know someone's talking Massively about it. that point. Yeah. I think that's the biggest reason it'd be more like a fly on the wall situation where I could just stand there. You know, when you walk into a room and everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, and, you can, and, the, you and the tone. That, you feel that sort of vibe, you know, yeah. you've been talking about me. Yeah, yeah, you walk into the room and the tone just dies down. Room, or they say something random. Yeah. You go in and they go, yeah, so um, I was... And you just know. You just know what you're just talking about, mate. And then they go, oh, you're paranoid. But yeah, uh, it could it, be a reflection it. on your, your personality, though. If you want to be invisible to solely just know what people are talking about, 
you? Is that would that mean that you thought before that people were like not trustworthy? I think in previous cases it has been that way. We had trust issues before in the past. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Especially with friends, um, well, so-called friends. Yeah. Or should I say? But you've found a solid group of friends now. Yeah, a solid group of friends. Yeah. But you know. but the previous ones, certain ones. Not to to go into any detail. People may be listening. Take take it if the shoe fits. Take nah, it, that's it. Wear it. But um, you know, we've all had our ups and downs when it comes to trusting people. Yeah, of course we have. It would be nice to be a fly on the wall sometimes. I think it's more that case because you know like you said not going into names or whatever. But it's them situations where it's like it's pointing the finger. Oh, he said, she said. Tip to have just been there, like yeah. I know what was said. Yeah, I know if you that's could just happened. be there. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it'd be cool as well. Maybe I'd use it in a way where. You know, like these premieres where it's like the celebrities and it's like, you know, I'll pass this, oh, this barrier. VIP access little, all the time. Thanking you. Me and Will Smith. You ain't gonna know. Yeah, like literally, you could have been there at the VMAs when McGregor chucked his drink on Machine Gun Kelly. I'd know what happened. And you would have known what happened because we're all questioning it. Like, I don't know about you, like, listening in, but I wanted to know what that was over. Apparently, do you remember what was that about? I believe you, though. Apparently, Megan asked Connor for a photograph. She asked him for one. Apparently, and Kelly was a bit like, not happening, that's my woman. You're not having a photo, but she asked him for one. Well, speculate, speculate, ain't it? You know, okay, who so, knows what happened. So, apparently. someone wanted a photo and he didn't want it to happen. McGregor was like, Who do you think you are? But then there's another thing that apparently Machine Gun Kelly asked for a photo and McGregor was like, Yeah, no, not with me. I don't understand why Connor would throw the drink if that was the case. Surely it'd be Kelly throwing the drink, be like, well, You ain't disrespecting me like that. There you go. Connor, don't make sense the way it happened if that was the case. Yeah, but it would have been interesting to be there. Or sitting on a football pitch next to Messi or something. There you go, no one going to Oh, know. man. Going to the ground. You know what I mean? It's VIP access all the time, basically, yeah, isn't it? You wouldn't be caught. No one would know. No one would know. And, and imagine the amount of secret, you know, like all the uh, government meetings that happen, you know, like the Illuminati. That's another all one. All that biz. You go to Area 51, you could just walk in. Yeah. So many, things, walking, so many like, things you could do. Yeah, that's quality. I like that. There's so many ways you can swindle that. If I had one superpower, do you know what it would be? Go on. It's the old cliche of being able to take other powers. Ah. Yeah, I think. So you're that guy, if I didn't give you three wishes, you'd ask for three more wishes. I'm the one that tries to outsmart the system. <laughs> I'm the guy that tries to finesse it all the time. Got to be done if you can. Yeah. So um, give me an inch, I'll take a mile. You know, that kind of guy. So like Magneto, but with powers. Imagine you've got that power. I'll take it, thanks. That's mine. Anyone else? I'll take that I'll as take well. That as well. And I've got invisibility and that. You know what but I mean? Would you not be bored with that many superpowers though? No, because you'd just be some ultimate demigod. I suppose it's true. That, that makes me sound really arrogant though. Nah. And I, you know me, I'm not that arrogant. I don't think a lot of myself, really. I'm not the most confident of guys. People think I am. Image wise, they might think, oh yeah, he, he's got tattoos on his neck, you know. But maybe that's why you said that. So you are more confident because you've got all these powers. Yeah, maybe I want to gain confidence from there it. There you go. Yeah. So, well, now I am. Yeah. This is me. I am confident now. That's it. You can get many things from it. Could have a, be a, um, an arrogant prick, or maybe that's what that that makes me wonder. The amount of people that you make judgment on mm. and think he's a right fucking arrogant prick. Yeah, look at that dickhead. How do you know that he just ain't trying to gain confidence because he lacks? He's it? trying to act like that for a certain reason. Or she, maybe. or anybody else for that matter. Apologies out there, but um, yeah, imagine like. They might be just trying to gain confidence from being this arrogant prick. How many people do you see in everyday life and you think, you know, we've all got an opinion on each other. It doesn't matter how yeah. much you want to say. Everyone judges, man. It's, it's in our DNA to judge. Who do you reckon you must go by and think they're putting on something, they're putting on a face? I wonder how many Front people end. actually are in this world that you walk past. And little did you know, you don't know their story. Exactly. You don't know. If but I feel d- like it's just human nature to go, oh, that person's this, that person does this. Mm. It's just judgmental. I think that's what we are. It's hard not to be. Well, it's in our DNA to judge. 
in caveman times, you would judge another individual on to strength. be on their strengths, uh, to be your mate. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Also, it's in our DNA to and judge. No matter how much we, we you know, evolve as people humans yeah humans it's still gonna be how they were it's always gonna be installed in us because we're connected the next question actually uh ties in quite well and it is if your superpower was that you can give phobias to people like make them scared of stuff what fun and interesting things would you make them afraid of it depends how evil you wanted to be with it i think i'd give them something that they'd have to use or put on every day do you know like shoes you know yeah like, like, like yeah like trainers or like their work attire you imagine monday to friday putting on your work attire and being scared of it constantly you're about to do nothing imagine being scared of your reflection oh my god so whenever you see your reflection you you're, pe- you're terrified you wouldn't even know ever what you look like in life and if you see a photo of yourself you just pitch and that's not a reflection ah, no. count. That that count. everyone's have to take loads of photos yeah but if you walk past like you know new looking town or that, that big wall where it's all mirrors. Oh, the glass mirrored, yeah. That's yeah, true. shout out anyone in Cov that knows that, knows that wall. But um, yeah, you'd be screaming in touch. That'd be horrible. <laughs> that was a bit mad. To be honest, you can go on about that for ages. It'd have to be something that, that the user would put on every day just to get the the use out of it. Even if you were watching that 24-7, yeah. you'd have an absolute crack known for a while every time they yeah. put a pair of shoes on. Any of you listeners, let us know what you reckon because uh, I think you can get some interesting ones. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. At the No Guest Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You know the one. So, uh, moving on. This is interesting, and I picked this one out specifically for you also, because oh. I know that you're quite a retro, vintage guy. Okay. The next question is, if you could have been born at any other time, like any other decade, okay. when would you have wanted, wanted to have been born? I think, as you know me, mm. I think many people will know me very well to know. Yeah. I think it'd be maybe just after the war, possibly, 50s, Oh, 60s. so like proper old, 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 old school. school. Old school. So not even like 80s hip-hop, like 90s, so many, 70s, so it's many like disco. I can think of to why and how, but yeah. I think for me, just me, how, how I am and how interested I would be in the war, Yeah. I think going back to that era just after the war to see how everyone was. It ended in 1946? 40-something, I Is can't that right? remember the top of my head, but... It's definitely 40-something. Forty something. I, I think, forty-five. I know. It, I know it went on for six years. It went on from thirty-nine to forty-five. I think Is that so, right? Yeah, I think so. Forty-five. You know, one would be to see how people cope with after the war because you hear stories off your granddad, your your yeah. auntie, your uncles. You, well, I never you, met my granddad. Your, your nan and stuff. Yeah, my nan told me about the war. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's like, I wonder how it really was. How was the damage? How how was people coping? <sighs> Mate, that's what I'm saying. To be there in the aftermath. Will you want to go back to that, though? Yeah, of course. Why? That's, like, dangerous, man. I think it's just me, like, the retro side of me, you know. But but I don't think it would have been in Glitz and Glamour at that time. I think it's just made out to be in the movies. Well, like you say, around the war and after the war. Maybe not. Maybe not straight away. It would have been very depressing. A lot of people have died. That's true. Maybe you know. Maybe not straight away after the war. Maybe late fifties, early sixties. A lot of people would have been grieving and Mm, recovering. Do you know what I mean? Well, of course, they they would always be Still suffering. Still remembered, no matter what. Like yeah, that. definitely. And they're always maybe, suffering, thinking okay, of him. Maybe 60s then. Oh, I was going to say 60s. Say, a decade after. Is that the craze era? The swinging 60s. Is, is that when the craze were about? Yeah, it was. Is that right? The craze, the swinging 60s, the pinups. Is that, is that right? Because I know boom. 70s was disco. Yeah. 80s was like uh, hip-hop, jazz. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. 90s came in 
well, I was born in the nineties. Nineties was kind of that was hip hop well, as well. Yeah. It was the birth from hip hop. Um, the culture of music came over to the England, yeah, and we that's made true. our own grime and uh, it was also garage. Like, it's also not pop. There's a lot of pop. Back oh, then, of course, know, pop is street, just pop, pop, Spice popular. Like I only knew of recent as of recent years, being a musician as well that pop was short for popular. I did not know that. Yeah, absolutely like, no like, idea. Like, did you not know that? No. Being twenty five, you, you just learned that now. No idea. That's what I'm saying. And for anyone out there that doesn't know that, you know that now. That's bad. Yeah, that is crazy. Pop music is popular, popular music. music. I mean, that, that's sense. why now Stormzy and Tian Wayne and H and R D are, are pop music because they're in the charts. Popular music. They're in the charts. It's popular music. That makes a lot more sense. Pop music isn't a, a genre or type of sound. It's what a, it is. A category of what it is, yeah. That's crazy. And uh, just a little side one, you know the word rap? Yeah. That also stands for something. Go on. Rhythm and poetry. What? Did I just frag your head or what? Yeah, a little bit. Rhythm and poetry, because that's exactly what it is now. What? Yeah. But yeah, if any of you listening um, the, of the older generation, or like or even s- if you know what the music was like, yeah. I'd love to find Just out. Like the old story, you know, you see these pictures in black and white, they're all like dancing, pin up, suit, everyone's in suits. It's, yeah. it's smart, it's all ballroom. It's, you like it's the idea of being stage, it's Broadway. smart. Yeah, I just love it. You know, imagine dressing out every day. Oh, it probably was boring for them, but yeah. for me looking back, it's like, oh, imagine dressing in a suit every day. Like, Well, fashion's evolved. It was a suit in that time. Yeah. Now it's a track suit. When I was younger, I thought that back then it was in black and white. How crazy is that? I think everyone did because that was what it was made to. Yeah, I thought that like look, look, life was. I was young, yeah. That's what I mean. I think. Everyone... Do you agree? Oh yeah, I agree. You agree with me? I think. I think everyone had a certain sort of. Yeah, it could be black and white. Yeah, and then you realise growing up. Oh, yeah, it's just the tellies. It's definitely not right. Like. It's just the tellies. But it's just your imagination how it works. But like, so you, you the sixties, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Cushy man. Well, let's move on. And I don't want to get too dark or morbid. Oh, there we go. But um, would you like to be present at your own funeral if you could go into the future and back? Like, say you go there for a hot sec. Like, Just watch myself. A little be ten minutes. And by the way, you know that that typical question of no, I don't want to know when I die. You will not know the day. Do you know what I mean? So there'd be no way of knowing. You will not know the day. The only judgment will be obviously looking okay. at yourself and knowing how old you look. But if you can choose to not even look at yourself, because you are you. Imagine. You know, you go into your funeral as you. So you can't, okay. as long as you don't look at your reflection, you don't know you're an I'd, eight, 80 I'd, year old I'd man. I'd use that in a different way. Mm. I wouldn't go to see how I died or what I looked like. You couldn't anyway. I wouldn't even bother You're in a myself. coffin looking at the ceiling. Well, yeah, I suppose. But, you know, some people might speak, oh, he died doing this or something. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even look at myself. I'd look at who would be there. Well, that's the whole point. Because it's more, it's my mum and dad's still about, you know, am I yeah. still with the, the lady I'm with now? Who's my friends? Are they turned up? I'd uh-huh. use it more to scan the room and see what the room is, who it is in there. Where is it? Am I, am I still living in Coventry? You know, this place could be in the middle of somewhere else. So, um... May have moved, you know. Yeah, you're like, you'd even be able to see how hot your wife was. Yeah, if she were. Or hopefully it's the girlfriend you're with now. Yeah. Would you do it then? Yeah, massively. I don't. I think. I think you'd be an idiot to say no to that unless you had a massive, massive fear of death or something. But even so, you wouldn't have to look at yourself. Like I said, it'd be more. But imagine like who and what. Say like you're looking around and not paying attention to what anyone's saying, trying not to figure out how old you are, and you look down and see that like your hands are still the same as they are now. Same age. They ain't. They ain't all wrinkly. Oh, then I'd know when I go back to enjoy my time a bit more. 
That's a good answer, man. You know, you're going to go back you know, know, in about five okay. minutes. Okay, so let's say that's five, ten years on my hands, maybe. Yeah. Wrinkles, but not as much. You, you can know. tell from that hand, oh, I don't even look that older. I might yeah. die soon. I enjoy myself. Do things that I probably would have put off if I didn't know that. Yeah. So, are you going to get a house yet? Oh, no, I'll wait till I'm 10, 20 years later. And now I'm, now I'm like, oh, I need to get one. Yeah. I need to do this. You do it. Go on holiday there. Go and do that. Yeah. Go travelling. You wouldn't beat around a bush. You'd, nah. you'd do things. Yeah, 100%. I'd use it to my advantage to enjoy the rest of my life. That's a good answer, I would go back and sit there and go, oh, great, this is it. Yeah, and be depressed and just wait to die. Nah, of course not. Yeah. You'd have to use it to your advantage and go, okay. I took that choice. I know now. Let's go. And now I can capitalise on that. This is the last hypothetical question that we've got, bro, before we hit on current events and let's news. Go. Let's go. Let's so, go. Uh, this is a good one. You'll enjoy this. What game or movie universe would you like to live in? Okay. So there's only one. Well, there's two, but go it's on. the same genre. It's horror. As I said earlier, for the films, it's the same with the games. Yeah, so horror, it says horror, game or horror. movie. You can give us one of each. I think it'd be... Okay, so give one, me a game one. One's a game and a film, so I'll pick the film series because I think the film series is much better than the games, and that'd be Resident Evil. Go back to your zombie apocalypse question. I think that'd be the perfect way to know how you'd, you'd survive it. You know, you put yourself in that situation fully, and it'd be well. Now while I'm living here, I know what to expect because I've seen it, I've played it. I ain't really too familiar on Resident Evil. To be fair, I know that it's like to do with zombies. Oh, it's been a franchise. Uh, I know people for, for will agree with me. I rem- I remember my dad playing the PS1 playing Resident Evil yeah. and me thinking this game is awesome what's this what is it about apart from zombies then <sighs> it's a it's a massive massive is it, story is yeah. It stories yeah you have to play them to understand but characters yeah different characters different games different it's different every one like yeah they all link but it's a bit like Marvel films it's a bit of a spaghetti order it's kind of you have uh, to play six then one then two then, then three I get maybe what you mean. there's been that many you know, there was like a one, two, three, and four on PS One, PS Two, which they've rebrought out for now the PS Four, PS Five. What's the girl that plays it in the film again? The woman, Mila. Uh, Jovanovic, I think. Mila Jovanovic or something. Like Jovanovic, that. that rings a bell. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Mila Jovanovic. If we've pronounced that wrong, apologise. Yeah, but I have no idea. That does ring a bell. So yeah, Resident Evil. But then she's nowhere near the games. So. Is she not? You can't play her in any of the games. Oh right, her character Alice. Yeah. Not at all. I've watched the film. There may be an Alice in there, but I've it's not Apocalypse, her. is it? R- yes, Apocalypse is one, yeah. I've only watched that. That's a good one. It's a really, really good one. What's your favourite one? Game would be the remake for the PS4 version of Resident Evil 3. A re- replay it better on an updated console and it just looks incredible. I had to recomplete mm. it. And I think yeah. for film, it'd be Apocalypse, for sure. The one I've seen? Yeah, definitely. That's definitely. quality. So uh, go check that one out. Resident Evil and the franchise, the games... You, rec- you recommend the games and the movies? Oh, I recommend the games, yeah, totally. The quality. film's incredible. Yeah, quality. So, I hope you enjoyed the hypothetical section. Oh, it was the best section. This is the part where we discuss what's been going on recently, uh, what's been going on in the news, trending topics, trending stories. Obviously, as you're all aware, for about half a day, Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp were shut down. How did you cope with that, Jack? You're not that bothered about social media, are you? See, we rely on social media now for current news. No one Googles yeah. the news anymore. No one yeah. Googles... Oh, what happened here? What happened there? Mm-hmm. It's all on Instagram. It's all on your lad bubbles, your mm-hmm. just baits, and, and your Facebook pages have got news central yeah. and Twitter as well. I feel like people now go onto their social media just to see what's going on. Yeah. And they couldn't do that. No. Because it was down. Not at all. No. <laughs> so it was like, what's going on? Everyone uh, was confused. And um, 
I feel like we touched on this the other day when we were speaking. Um, yeah. Influencers, people that rely on social media to sell yeah. their products or make money. The amount of people that lost out on on their like income through it being down for such an amount of time, that must have been bad for them. Well, I know, well, I don't know personally, sorry, but... But you follow. A streamer I follow on Facebook. Mm-hmm. He does his games, his horror games, which could do nothing that day. Is that his main income? Yeah, that's his main well, income. Well, you'd assume that's... so, because he's well, on it a lot. Yeah, I'd assume that's his main income. Popular. Because Monday to, to Sunday, you Always know, that's so who is that? His name's Arkib. Um, he's a gamer. Yeah, shout him out. Yeah, shout out Arkib. You know, get me through the tough times in COVID. Yeah, making me want to stream. If he ever gets to listen definitely to this, a, I'm sure definitely appreciate a passion it. of mine because of him, really. What streaming? Yeah, especially the games he played because he's he's horror fanatic. So he inspired you through your interest of horror and gaming to want to do it as to well. Yeah, stream massively. also. That's quality. And through COVID, as, as I said, you know, tough times where yeah. you know a bit mentally down and stuff. Yeah, people like that. Yeah. Or what pull you through sometimes. It's yeah, not definitely. about your mates or your family. It's where you can sit on your own and people like that can, can pull you out of it. But definitely. going back on, on topic, it's people like that that have lost out more. Yeah. It might only be yeah, a day definitely. and a half, but a day and a half to some people. Was it a day and a half? I thought it was only 12, 12 hours or something. Well, basically, I've got some up here. Like, I didn't know. I was was it not playing up the day after a little bit as well? Well, maybe I well, I don't really there. check up until about... Because I just... I just didn't bother. I stopped checking. Well, yeah, I'll just until everyone it, started speaking about it again on yeah, Instagram. It. But it says here that Facebook has finally. I'm reading this from uh, Independent.co.uk. Uh, Facebook has finally explained something of how its main app, Instagram, WhatsApp, and many more were able to go offline in one of its biggest shutdowns in history. The company says it was an internal problem, rather than a cyber attack from the outside. So it wasn't like anything exterior, and everyone like sabotaging or hacking, no, hacking or anything yeah. like that. Nothing like that. Um, and it says that there is no indication any data was compromised because obviously I can imagine a lot of people are concerned with their stuff, their photos, their profile, well, yeah, you their know, details some, some being exposed. People's whole life. Uh, yeah, if someone was hacking it, then it would be vulnerable to well, exactly. seeing it. I feel like but they have assured that that know. is not the case. Sorry to interrupt you there, mate. No, no. But some things still remain unclear, including how it was able to happen and what Facebook did to fix it. Facebook's explanation was cryptic, as it usually is after its failures. Its blog post was a mere four paragraphs long, only two of which were devoted to explaining what happened and how. They basically said that our engineering teams have learnt that configuration changes on the backbone routers, routers that co- coordinate network traffic between our data centers, blah, blah, that's boring. But basically what they're saying is that no one hacked it, it's, it was just an error on... Right. The, do you know more about it? Because you said something about servers the other day. Yeah, so I'm a massive user of Twitter. Shout out to Twitter because that's my main social media. That's yeah. what I go on. That's my football news. That's everything. Now, I don't know how true it was, social media. I don't know what you can believe. But apparently it was a intern. I don't know where. Some An intern is in like some sort of an apprenticeship. Yeah, apprentice. Some, some apprentice, intern somewhere. Oh, uh, kook. I'm assuming America ah. because they use the word intern. We use apprentice. So yeah, I can only assume somewhere in America. Apparently, he'd done something to the data of whatever he was looking at to do with Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and, you know, all that backlog of that. And apparently, he deleted Facebook off the whole server. Forced forced it to shut down. Yeah, so for a certain amount of time in that period, Facebook weren't even a a thing. No one knew what Facebook was at that point, apparently. Some booky apprentice out there trying to sabotage Maybe, yeah. Billions of people suffered from that. Not only... Like, because they can get on their phone, but like we said, income-wise, like, well, I say, I say billions, uh, but, you know, hundreds of thousands of influencers online yeah, massively. would have suffered from that. But, uh, yeah, moving on. Now, I don't know much about football, as you know, and mm-hmm. as you all know, but um, I heard recently that the PSG player, Kylian Mbappe, is that how you say his that's name? That's correct, yeah. That's yeah, he, he's uh, having a bit of a back and forth with his friend and teammate, 
Neymar. Yeah. Can so, you elaborate on that like, and tell yeah, us all what the crack is? It was is? a game against Montpellier last week. Yeah. We didn't know the ins and outs at the time. It was more... How do you say the team? Montpellier. Montpellier. Uh, Fr- uh, French League French. one team, yeah. Apparently, Neymar didn't pass uh, Mbappe the ball or vice yeah. versa. And a bit of words between them. Apparently, it was Neymar calling him a bum. To a which, bum? <laughs> to, to which uh, Mbappe replied, you're a tramp. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So Neymar called him something first and then he replied, Yeah, apparently tramp. Mbappe was a bit upset passing the yeah. ball in an opportunity that he could have. Or yeah. I think it was because he gave Messi the ball at a certain point in the game. And, but um, didn't pass to him. And apparently previous games, or maybe that game, I'm not too sure what game it was, Mbappe basically expressed his frustration saying, well, he hasn't, he doesn't pass to me when he's in that point. Okay. He just passes to him. Well, I've actually found something online on ESPN. It says here... That uh, Kylian Mbappe has opened up about his dispute with Paris Saint Germain teammate Neymar, saying he called him a tramp in the team's 2 0 win <laughs> over. What was Montpellier. This? What? Montpellier. Montpellier. It says here, like, Montpellier. <laughs> Last month, the France international was caught on camera criticising Neymar after he was substituted and said, This tramp, he never passes to me. <laughs> Speaking in an interview with Le Aquipi, is that like the, a French the, Telegraph or something? Yeah, it's, like it's, a the, newspaper. it's basically like the French version of the Sun or the oh, Daily Mail. My bad, I pronounced that wrong. You'd, you'd call it. Okay, but Mbappe confirmed he said those words but has no issue with the Brazil international. Yes, yes, I said it. Now these are things which happen all the time in football. It just needs to be something that doesn't linger, he said. That's why right after, given how it blew up, I spoke to him about it. We've exchanged a lot of words like that in the past and we'll continue to do so because we want to win. But there shouldn't be any hard feelings. There is no resentment at all because I respect the player and the man I admire what he is. So um, touching on that, as you play footy, can you relate to that? Like it's on the pitch, it's different, isn't it? It is massively we, different. It's you have abuse, you throw abuse, and you argue and you fight, but then it's all fun and games. Like it's all, it I is can't relate to that though. I never played footy, but it is all fun and games. But at, at the same time, you know they're paid professionals. You know I just run around on a Sunday. It's, it's a massive difference. That's, that's a good point. They're in a spotlight constantly. They should know how to act. But do you, not, do you not think it's just magnified, though, because of that? Oh, it possibly is. And, you know, newspapers and social media doesn't help that at all. It yeah. does not help that. Yeah. And everyone knows around anything, it yeah. doesn't help it. But it's going to blow up no matter what. It's two big players. Yeah. It's going to be a massive thing no matter what was said. But on the pitch, it's, it's harmless, right? It depends how much it escalates. I mean, if that's... It's a bit personal to call him a tramp, though, isn't it? That's what I mean. And I he's hardly a tramp. He's rich and famous. Saying, no, he's this and that. He don't pass me the ball. Fine. You're frustrated. He doesn't pass me, pass me the ball with the tramp. But he's gone publicly <laughs> and said he's a tramp. That's, that's a not personal. something you can just walk in as Neymar yeah. and go, okay, mate, no bother. Yeah, 100%. If, for me, if that was me and my teammate, I'd be having more than just a, a word in, in a sense, not physical, but it'd be more, why am I being disrespected by, yeah. by you? You know, personal there's no need for it at yeah. a personal level. Yeah, definitely. But um, Mbappe also has hinted that he's still determined to leave PSG after saying he has informed the club of his desire to leave in July amid interest from mm. Real Madrid. Is that right? Yes, it's massive. That oh. was massive, massive news. Yeah. Come out of nowhere. To be honest, I think his head's been turned a lot since the Madrid rumours, and I think that's why he's acting like this maybe a little bit. Yeah. It's more, well, I'm going to go anyway, so fuck yeah. you, basically. But well, yeah, uh, that was um, that was massive news. Yeah. Madrid come in, 200 million bid. And 200 PSG, million 200 million they came in with that hot yeah, stuff PSG said no yeah exactly it says here PSG refused to negotiate on a deal for Mbappe in August despite the 22 year old having just a year left on his contract 
Sources in Madrid previously told ESPN that Madrid had made bids of 160 million, 180 million, and finally, like you say, 200 million on August the 31st before the transfer window closed. Mm. Um, Madrid have always been left there, Mbappe. It's been no secret. But how old is he now? He's 22. So he's such he's a still prod- got a long, su- long way to go. He's such a prodigy, but at the same time, can you even call him that? Because he's world class. You know, to be to be that young and that good, he's still a prodigy. You know yeah, I mean? of course he is. But he is world class. It must be hard having the weight of the world on your shoulders like that. Yeah. Especially being that young. But like I said about the name, I think, you know, you get paid to be professional. And yeah. It's the way you've got to be. I know sometimes it's hard. We're not all yeah. professional in our jobs. Yeah. But when you're in the public spotlight, you've got to, you know, you've got to be on job. You can't be saying yeah. this, this and that. You might be a prodigy, but it doesn't yeah. give you a right to be calling your teammates Definitely. What, what you want to call them. Well, um, I know obviously we're all human, but um, when humans are getting paid X amount of money to do this. I mean, certain people will say, oh, getting paid this amount of money, just kick a ball round. Mm. They don't just get paid that much to kick a ball round. They train 24-7 whenever they do. It's a lot. Yeah, 100%. They can't drink. They can't smoke. They make many sacrifices growing up. You know, they don't experience life like a normal person would. Like we would. They make sacrifices. And that's why they're getting paid the money they are. Not not to say it's worth it. I mean, that's a a wide dispute. We could talk about this for hours, whether footballers are overpaid or not. But you can see... It's the work they put in. My point is that there's more to just them kicking a ball around. Of course, of course. They do make sacrifices. It's worth it. It's worth it. Don't miss that. I don't drink per se, so I to get paid two hundred bags a week to not have a, ever drink. I'd be like, yep, thank. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that for me. I don't think I could, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you play footy and I know Monday it clubs. Be so it's too much of a one. temptation to. That's a tricky one. Go Madrid for two hundred k a week, but but yeah, that's Neymar and Mbappe. Also, what's been going on recently? LeBron James has had his own uh, massive building built Talk on community uh, centre. It's no, nah, it's more than innovation centre. Innovation Centre is like uh, at the Nike headquarters. I'm reading out an article from Complex.com. At the hallowed ground of Nike's world headquarters in Beverton, Oregon, where buildings are named after the gods of sports and sportswear, the new LeBron James Innovation Centre is the highest temple. The massive space is home to the latest version of the Nike Sport Research Lab, an 85,000 square foot facility where the brand gathers data from athletes to use in product design. In one section, there is an array of 400 cameras to track body movement, you know, like them suits and that. That's incredible. Um, body motion Yeah, yeah, yeah all, that, that. all that business. Making up what Nike says is the largest motion capture installation in the world. Wow. There are body scanners, environmental chambers, multiple tracks and areas where prototype sneakers can be made in under one hour, bro. Prototype what? LeBrons, yeah? The scope of the operation and his connection to it is still somewhat unbelievable to James. This is despite his having borne witness to the building during a tour with Nike CEO John Donahoe. So what do you think of that, mate? That's crazy, eh? Yeah, it's incredible. It's got a massive basketball court there too, I, I believe. I've seen, I've seen some of the pictures of it and I tell you what, it is an absolute work of art. It is... Yeah, I'm looking at some of the photos you, here. It's a shame we can't see them. Yeah, wow. Well, I can describe them for them. It says here, yeah, to describe Nike's new LeBron James building as anything other than awe-inspiring is to sell the 84,000 square foot space short. The LeBron James Innovation Centre is a living monument to King James' long-term partnership with the Swoosh, one that will keep growing as the Lakers star keeps setting the pace. One entrance leads to Glow's Calf, named for James's mother and finished with a mural that commemorates his love for her. Another first floor entrance leads through a shoebox vestibule that has some extremely rare LeBron sneakers on display. So basically, in a nutshell, he's smashing the game. He just sounds fire. He's smashing the game. LeBron James got his own building on the Nike headquarters where he 
can you know get... how big you've got to be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In Nike headquarters, he's big time, mate. He can get his own sneaker. Say he's a little design. Get get a guy in or a lady or anybody else. Does this put him above Jordan though? Because Jordan never had his own headquarters at Nike. Yeah, he worked with them, but he's uh, he's Jordan, isn't he? I suppose. I suppose. But then obviously he just worked with Nike. I'm not sure what Michael Jordan has involved with Nike that would be some sort of be, yeah of course they do Nike but... and Jordan are, are one ain't they yeah but, but um, we're talking about LeBron right here he's smashing the game to see it is mad because he's like 39 I think let me see how old he is I think he's 37 I think you might be onto something there he's 36 30th of December 1984 1984 so yeah 36 years old crazy how he's smashing the game but hey moving on Marcus Rashford Absolutely killing man, it. Talking about killing it. Legend. That's crazy. So he's got a MBE, is that correct? Yes, he has, yeah. Do you know about that? Do you want to go into a bit of detail before I read out something? So the MBE for Marcus, I think that was, um, if I'm correct, it was to do with the scheme he had during COVID. Yeah. And all his run-ins with uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson uh, about... Yeah, you're well informed. Uh, school dinners, trying mm-hmm. to get kids school dinners and kids to eat. Um, yeah, that's correct. That they don't have to pay for their dinners, you know, yeah. help families out that are struggling. Yeah. And I feel like... Real, brother. There's like a lot of stigma yeah. on footballers that they're selfish, they're... Definitely. They just want their 200 grand in their cars and their in their watches. He gives back. And for someone to step out of that light and go, yeah. we're not all like this. Yeah. Here's what I can do. And, Quality. And to even challenge Boris Johnson, I think, was a big thing. Bozza. Big buzz. Big buzz. <laughs> big buzz. Challenge Boris Johnson, what, how... Not necessarily challenged in the sense that it was just out there. It was just more trying to fight for what he believed in. You know, he grew up in yeah. in that sort of life where his mum had to put everything on on the line for him, Definitely. which obviously paid off because he's doing very well at Manchester United now. Yeah, but for him to, like I said, step out that line and give something back to kids and families that are struggling is is something incredible, and it's definitely 100%. something you get an MBE for. 100%. It says here, Marcus Rashford is to be awarded an MBE in recognition of his services for vulnerable children in the United Kingdom during the COVID-19 pandemic. So you are well informed, mate. You know your stuff. The member of the most excellent order of the British Empire to give the honour its full title was established in 1917 and has been awarded to the United Academy graduate as a reward for his extraordinary efforts to publicise and address social inequality. In particular, his success in helping to extend the free school meals scheme over the summer. Yes. Perfect, man. That's, that's lit. I can appreciate that. I can relate to that, mate, because I had free school dinners. What about you? Mm, I think... No, there's there's no shame if you ate if you didn't. No, I took pat lunches to school. Yeah, I, yeah, I had a pat me. lunch at some point when I was in secondary school. I didn't like the food at free school meals, but in primary school, oh, I, I, think, I, I had uh, I school dinners. I think dinners. in primary school, I had school dinners. I can't yeah. remember that. You remember having your little tray and that? Yeah, yeah. little blue and green trays that you picked. It looked like a prison tray, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, it was strange. If you think about it now. Think about it now, the whole dinner hall looked like a prison hall, to be honest. Yeah, the whole canteen. It was very dingy. Col- columns of tables sitting opposite yeah. people you don't like. <laughs> it was strange. And, it was and, a strange and like feeling. poking and teasing and starting fights in the mm-hmm. canteens and what, yeah, it's very much like jail. But uh, don't know why we're talking about school and jail. Marcus Rashford is killing the game. He's killing the game, man. I appreciate that. It's good news that we bring on here. We don't like to talk about negative stuff, as you know. As I said man. in the last episode, we cover good, positive, inspirational, motivational, and just even funny sometimes lit stories. And uh, also what's coming out in the cinema because as me and Jack love a film love love a, a film, film mate love a good film big fan of a film so uh, recently out in the cinema is Venom and Halloween on the same day 15th of October so Halloween do you know about Halloween? 
Oh no, I don't, I know enough to know he's in that. Do you like it? Psychopath. Do you like Halloween? I think they're good films. They're because you said you like horror. Yeah, always good films. It's that typical old school slasher type film. That's that it. Doesn't get made enough anymore. Yeah. I don't know it's why, a, it's but... A, it's a classic. It seems Friday the 13th, it was the same sort of genre and same similar... Slasher. I yeah. Like that, I like that um, representation of, of the genre. Like, like it ain't a normal horror. It's no, a it's slasher, different. like a chase. Dun, dun, it's not your dun, typical, dun, dun, oh, dun, demon dun. child in, yeah, in, yeah. in a wardrobe going to jump out. No. It's, this guy's coming around with a knife and he's coming for you. Yeah, and you've got no hiding from it. It's his sister, isn't it? Yes. She's always trying to run away from him. But um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, it's the second instalment. Yes. It's a 2021 American superhero film featuring the Marvel Comics character Venom, produced by Columbia Pictures in association with Marvel and Tencent Pictures. It's the second film in the Sony's Spider-Man universe. I didn't know it was attached to that. Yeah, it always has been. Because Venom and Spider-Man are... Yeah. Okay. So it is the second film in Sony's Spider-Man universe and the sequel to Venom 2018. So that's Mm -hmm. number one. The film is directed by Andy Serkis from a screenplay by Kelly Marcel based on a story she wrote with Tom Hardy, who plays and stars as Eddie Brock slash Venom, alongside Michelle Williams, Naomi Harris, Reed Scott, Stephen Graham and Woody Harrelson. In the film, Brock struggles to adjust to life as the host of the alien symbiote Venom, while serial killer Cletus Cassidy, in brackets Harrelson, escapes from prison after becoming the host of Carnage, a chaotic spawn of Venom. Yes. That sounds cool. That is cool. So what happens? Do you, do you know anything about? Because you know the comics and yeah, all so the backlog. The comics always, always had Venom and, and Carnage in, but back in the comics, well, some of them, they were more villains of Spider-Man. Oh. So, so they weren't Venom's uh, enemies of each other? They were at some points, but it was more them two, Spider-Man, or one of them against Spider-Man. Oh, that I was see. how they first, well, how I were first knew they come about. I don't know, they could have been before. Yeah, yeah, of course. But that's how I first got to know them. Yeah. Whereas now it's this one, it's like Venom versus Carnage. It's no yeah. Spider-Man, no nothing in the middle. It's yeah. 1v1. I remember which, which watching Venom 1, and I'm not going to lie, I like Tom Hardy, but I'm honest. This Great is, actor. And this is the No Gas podcast. We don't talk shit here. I wasn't that impressed with it. I love a Marvel film, and I love Tom Hardy. I think it was because it was a different Marvel film it, to what it, we it, know, it, though. It was almost a bit cringy. Possibly. I think I feel like with Venom, the first one, obviously, uh, you know, they tried to make it a bit funny. It was a bit of a yeah. jokey sort of... He had, a, like, a weird relationship with his with, with Venom. Yeah. Because Venom is a symbiote, which means, like, a... What is a symbiote? You know, like a, an attachment on you. Yeah, it's like... Um, like a, something that's taken over your... So in the film, it's basically just like this black... Goo Squidgy. sort of slime sort of type thing called a symbiote. Yeah, and symbiote. Symbiote, I'd, I'd, whatever. Which one, yeah, I think yeah. it depends where you are or yeah. where you're from, but so it was this sort of like alien that's just black goop. It's essentially an alien that takes over your soul and, and turns you into, into him. Whatever it is, yeah. Whatever it is. Okay, so he's battling it off and uh, Carnage is like a... Well, I know Tom Hardy's not like a bad, bad guy in it, He's like a cool bad guy. But he's not like a he's good guy to, He's trying to control Venom. Yes. Whereas Woody Harrelson's character is trying to take over and cause carnage. Yeah, so carnage is there to, well, the name suggests, you know, exactly. cause carnage. Whereas, exactly. As you see in the first one, it's like Tom Hardy getting to grips with, with who Venom is and what, what is Venom, you know. Definitely. And now in the second one, it's like Venom is him. He's took that role. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm Venom. Yeah. This is where it's going to go. And yeah. Obviously, Carnage comes and fucks it up. 
Yeah, man. So uh, that's what's cracking. That is basically what's been going on recently and what's coming up in the cinemas and what's out already. And uh, we're going to move on to the recommendation section where myself and you will put stuff forward that yes. we will recommend to the public. That means going anywhere or reviewing a product or a film, a series, a song, an activity Anything. you've done, a trip you've been, anywhere that you would recommend someone doing or anything even. So we'll start off with you first, Jack. Okay. I have two today. Go on. Start with you first. So the first one, touching on what we just spoke about in films. What's that? It will be the Odeon Limitless Pass. Oh. Which, if you're a film buff like myself and you... Yes. It is... You have recommended me getting it, and I do need to get that. It is incredible. I do need to get that. 9 a month. As Quality. many films as you want, as many times as you want. Explain it a bit, so... So, Go into the detail. So what is it? Nine ninety nine. Pay nine ninety nine for a Limitless. It's just on an Odeon app. You don't have to have a physical card. An app? It's just an app. Okay. App. That's, quite, that's so handy. So what, what it will be, doesn't matter what, obviously it matters what time on the film's on, but it doesn't matter what film, what day, click on the film, Yeah. whatever you want to watch. James Bond's out of the minute. Go and watch James and it's Bond. free. So you click on it, it'll come up with three options. You'll click the free one at the top, which yeah. is your Limitless option. Is that the default sort of like default standard setting. yeah so if you have the limitless that's the you, top there's options to pay extras there is course. options to pay extras yeah for like your premiere yeah. but um, if you want to sit in your bog standard seat and watch your film free f- with no food uh, you know no drink you no take, take your whatsoever. own of course as the old, if you the old, to the old classic seat, you only have to pay one pound if you want to sit in a premier seat you only have to pay an extra pound just a pound that's sound go and watch as many so films so for one pound you go and watch James Bond at one say it finishes at three you want to watch it again at half four? So you can actually watch Go more, more than one film in, in a day? Watch as many films as you want. No, 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 cap. 100%. You can sit inside the cinema all day? Yeah. And come out? That's what you pay for? Grab a Ben and & Jerry's? And then come back Go in. back in? Yeah. No chance? Easy. Is that cap? No. you done that? I haven't done it, but I know you people can. have. No way. That's incredible. For 9 99 a month? For 9 99 a month. So that's your first recommendation? That yeah. is a big recommendation. That's nice, man. I like that. That's a good one. I'm definitely going to do that now you yeah, said that. Yeah, everyone, think everyone should you yeah, know, so, pay so, that. So I that, if I download the app, put my card details in, yeah. purchase the 999 subscription, yeah, and, yours. and then you can go. And you get 10% off food. 10% off all food? Yes. And drinks? Yes. Beautiful. Can't can't complain with that, can you? 10% off and a free film. There you go. Easy. Bob's your uncle. Cheers. But yeah, second recommendation. So the uh, second one would be a place in Birmingham, uh, Digbeth, in fact, called Roxy's Ballroom. Um, Roxy's you told me about this yes, I, I want to hear more about this because so, uh, I might be going there really good place so uh, took the missus uh, we went and it's just filled with fun like, as soon as you walk in it, it's music it's, yeah. there's bowling in front of you what is it exactly so, like a big building yeah so it's a massive two story building okay upstairs you've got your pool and, and uh, ping pong sort of games yeah is, it, is it drink related though like? yeah drink related food you know even if you just wanted to go for a drink there's a little bar area you can just drink mm-hmm. so what it is you go on their website they might have an app I'm not too sure but you go on their website they're on Instagram I believe Roxy, yeah, Roxy on, Ballroom they're, Instagram. they're yeah. in Manchester, Leeds, Birmingham and I'm pretty sure Nottingham now I, I can only talk for the Birmingham one they might all be settled different but um, so what it is you go on their website yeah. you have a time slot for okay. each activity which will be bowling yeah. shuffleboard beer pong and I think ping pong. Then end up playing pool or the or the beer pong. We end up just you had a good time man. having loads of cocktails and you know the staff were, were amazing, absolutely good class. hospitality. Yeah, it was incredible. Like, we asked good, them man. questions and stuff. They were answered everything to yeah. you know what you'd expect them to answer to. And what did it look like inside? Was it like what sort you know what sort of theme was it like decor wise? It's a bit of was like, it neon. Yeah, it's like a bit of a mad one. Like lights there, like. You know, it's like pitch black by the bowling, and mm-hmm. then like the bowling alley's like a bit. Uh, the pins are neon coloured. So oh, it's like, all like glow in the dark sort of theme. 
you look above, there's like a massive like, mural of um, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Oh, because he's from Birmingham. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Think of he's, it from, like, he's from Birmingham. Possibly. That, that makes sense. And you just, it's just little like, things everywhere. And then yeah. you've got a long bar behind you. Cool. Few sitting tables and upstairs. Like I said, you've got the pool cool. and, and the beer pongs by the, uh, the door so, as you come in. So you'd recommend it? Oh, massively. Based on Mates, price? girlfriend, family, yeah. anything suitable for anyone. Yeah. Because you've got bowling, which is a family thing anyway. Of course. You've got pool, which is a family thing. Yeah. And you've got your stuff for your mates, like your beer pong, your, yeah. you know, your drinking games, the drinks, bar. What are the prices like on the drinks? About seven, between seven and ten pounds, depending on yeah. which one you have. But it's all right. And about four pound a pint. Nice. Which is absolutely sound if you're going to you go to a place like that anyway. Overall, it's a nice place inside. Perfect. Perfect uh, prices for drinks. Yeah. Plenty of activities. So you're never going to be bored in a sweet, place like Sweet location. You've got plenty of bars around there. Yeah, yeah, like literally you come outside. Oh, I can imagine you continue the night afterwards. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of bars next door yeah. that you can sit in and then, like I said, we didn't go, but you've got to get a golf just around the corner from that. So Quality. it's in a really good area. Quality, mate. Well, uh, that's your recommendations. What's yours? Um, my recommendations, I have only have one. Go on. Yeah, actually, I might touch on another one, but for now, I'm going to go into detail on one in particular Basically, it is uh, something that's being run in commentary called Little Finn's Preschool and Academy. It's for young kids like my son's age, who is eight years old. As you know, he's yep. recently started going on Saturday. Uh, yeah, in the mornings, it's football well. for football, and uh, it's really cool. It's only two pound a session. You go there, you take your kid, and listen. I was emailing him saying that, like, basically, is he all right to come? He hasn't got any experience. He 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 played football in school and stuff, but he's never been in a team. He doesn't really know what he's doing when it comes to like playing the game, mm-hmm. the game of football. He's only eight, do you know what I mean? But he enjoys it, so I wanted him to get into it. The team that I asked him, or was asking about, they were like, "Listen, this team is a bit too experienced for him at the moment." Let him get some experience. Yeah, to but they recommended me to go to the Little Finns Preschool and Academy so that he could, you know, touch upon the basics, learn, gain confidence, learn how to work in a team, and that's what he's been doing for the past. Six weeks now, he goes every two weeks with me. Yeah. And he's been three times. On the first time, as you know, you came. He won the Player of the Week award. Yes, And he got he to did. take it home and bring it back. It was quality. And I that was, was so because proud. his commitment to defending and attacking at the, the same time sort of thing. Instead of just chasing the ball, she, she made a point of saying at the end of the, uh, the class, the, the teacher, she shouted him out and uh, said that it was because of his uh, awareness of being up and down the pitch. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. So he's learning, and that's what I mean. Uh, that's what you need. And I'd recommend anybody that's got young kids, seven, eight-year-olds, three, four-year-olds, I think the age is three and upwards, I believe, because this is a preschool. Like, yeah, I think it's yeah. three to ten, is it, or something, maybe? Yeah, so you have the older kids playing on one side of the... And then they like, separate them in age, kind of Yeah, like. yeah, and uh, it's quality, mate. Even if they don't get anything from it, they're having a good time. Do you know what I mean? Something to do on a Saturday yeah. for them as well. It's productive, do you know what I mean? Exactly. It teaches him to get out of bed, not only for school, but... For fun, do you know what I mean? Kids nowadays are lazy. They're too. Uh, the exact same. They're too reliant on technology, mate. And they they stay up all night watching video games and YouTube. But that's another topic in itself. But yeah, that's my first recommendation. I will give a second recommendation now, and it's a uh, completely flip side. It's nothing to do with any activities. Uh, moving on from Finbar's Academy and preschool, shout out them. Uh, it's a film that I recently watched. Not recently, a couple about a month ago now. Joker film. You seen it? Oh, I is one of the. Most incredible films I've ever watched. I love. I'm surprised it weren't in my top five earlier. To be fair, yeah, to be that fair, that was a close one. It probably would be up there for mine because it's just the way it is. I love the character of the Joker. Like, I think I was, it's quite relatable. The reason why I wanted to talk about it and recommend it is because not only is it a film about the Joker, which is obviously sick, it's it's sick in itself, but 
obviously we got to pay homage to the late Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, Joker, one of the best. I don't and, think and, you and can ever say the word Joker without exactly bringing him into it or thinking exactly. Of him into it. it is he's you know he's 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 uh, known for being one of the, probably the best Joker out there. But no, ninety percent of people would tell you he's he's their best Joker anyway. Personally, well, in my opinion, he is the perfect depiction of the Joker. Hundred percent in villain form yeah 100 percent. but the but the thing with the joker film which is just joker it's called joker that's it if you don't know already is this character is portrayed in like a human form he, they almost humanize the character what it is is uh he's originally depicted as to be a normal guy that lives with his mother and he works in a clown joke shop like a joke shop and he dresses as a clown yeah. he dresses as a, as a clown at the beginning and stands outside with a sign all the spins time spins that sign spins a sign and says come in this joke shop you know advertising and he gets picked on and mugged by groups of people all the time because he's dressed as a clown. And he eventually snaps and he goes mad on the train and commits murder. Yeah. And this this is like when he becomes the Joker, but it's really relatable. I feel like Joaquin is constantly the Joker throughout the film, but he doesn't bring that side out of him until, yeah. you know, about halfway through. Yeah. And well, then he's just a different person. They make out with the whole laughing thing with the Joker, you know, how he has that crazy evil laugh. Yeah, he, he tells the jokes and just sits on the bus. In the Joaquin Phoenix version, he is basically, he's got a condition where he laughs when he's nervous or in any sort of, you know, stress. He'll laugh uncontrollably. And he has a medical card for it and shows people on the bus and stuff, like, sorry, I'm not laughing at yeah, you. He gets shunned. I'm not laughing at you, I've got a condition, sorry. And he keeps laughing and obviously... He keeps getting shunned for that, like you say, and uh, he then resorts to becoming an absolute schizo. But, um, yeah, that's what I'd recommend to watch. I recently watched it. If you like the Joker character, Marvel, DC, any sort of any sort of like superhero film like that, you'd like to see this sort of version on the Joker. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a must-watch film, like you said, especially if, even if you're into that. Robert De Niro makes an appearance too. Yeah, he is. He's a talk show host, I think. He's a talk show host, yeah. That's, that's it, correct. Without spoiling anything, not going to spoil anything. But yeah, he is uh, Murray. 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 That's what he says. <laughs> that's what he's calling him. That's how he says he it. He says Murray, but Murray. he's crazy, isn't he? He's nuts. He's skits. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, imagine but Yeah, he absolutely smashed that. Knowing someone like that. Mm, it would be crazy. Yeah, keep well away. Mm. But no, in a way, you can relate to... I mean, I, I was like... I think everyone's very, been picked on. He's very more relatable, I think, than Heath Ledger and the, the, the Jokers. I feel like you can relate to him more because it's more... It's real-life sort of situation you know you watch him go yeah. through his life yeah on why and how he is the joker he's not just some crazy guy that's hungry for money and murder and wants to kill batman like, yeah he's not just one he's fascinated. a real guy that's you don't see batman in the joker film once i don't actually that might be a lie but he's not the focus nah the focus is basically the whole point of the film is how he became the joker yeah that's it it's I sort of like the pre yeah the pre the before he becomes the joker like he's basically like at the end of the film is the birth of the joker yeah where Whereas the whole film, but yeah, well, no, it's not because obviously you know he's the Joker. It's called Joker. It's not no, spoiling I was anything. No, something that spoiled it. No, nah, don't spoil anything. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, he, he, the end of the film is essentially the birth of the Joker we all know. Mm. So yeah, that would be my re recommendation. Drawing to the end of the show, nearly, and this is the part where I introduce a bit of wisdom, the a fa fact, a fact that that you, that you probably didn't know, and if you did know, then fair play to you because. I've been looking all over the internet <laughs> and looking all over blogs and pages and Instagram profiles. Can't hit me with it. The fact of the day is jellyfish 
are considered biologically immortal. What? They don't age and will never die unless they are killed. Now, I know that don't sound like it makes sense, but if they're not physically, like, destroyed, yeah? Or ate by something else. No, because who eats jellyfish? Well, well, yeah, if they're not killed, but they don't die. Does that make sense? What? So if, if, if they're killed, then fair enough, they're gonna. They're gonna. They're, they're shredded. No way. And do you want to know how, how that works? Go on. When, it, when a jellyfish dies, basically, it sinks to the ocean floor and begins to decay. Amazingly, though, makes sense. its cells then re-aggregate, not into a new medusa, another jellyfish, this is what they're called, medusa, but into polyps and form from these polyps emerge new jellyfish. The jellyfish has skipped to an earlier stage of its life to begin again. So even when they do die, they just reform Exactly. Anyway. They don't actually die. When they die, they're just like... Rebirth. You know, like how in Harry Potter, I always refer to Harry Potter. Well, I'm probably pretty, always yeah. going to do it. But how a phoenix dies in ashes, like, bursts into flames, yeah. and then is born from the ashes straight away. Uh, it's the okay. same sort of vibe. What? Little, yeah, I swear to so God. So that particular jellyfish dies, but its cells don't. So it floats to the bottom of the ocean and dies. And its cells reproduce. And its cells reproduce their cells, and they become what? young again. That's some crazy shit. How crazy is that? That's some crazy shit. So, yeah. That's the fact of the day. If you didn't know that, let us know. And if you do know that, let us know also. Fair play to you if you didn't know that, because I think that's absolutely nuts. I didn't know that. There's got to be someone that knows that. I hope there, there is. There will be, of course there will. I hope there the is. sea's a mad place, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, that's scary, mate. I'm scared of open water. Are you? Yeah, I can see why. This has not been uncovered. It. We, it's the unknown. What, they say something like daft, like 5% of the ocean has yeah. been discovered? Something like that. Or two. Was it two or five? Something, uh, it's got to be. Something minuscule like it's that. It's got to be up now, but it's less than 10% for sure. Less than 10% for sure, yeah. That's, ca- that's not a cap. That's a joke. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's the fact of the day. So, cut of the day. This is there to chirp you up a bit. This is to inspire, motivate you, give you some beans for the day. If you're listening to this and uh, on the way to work or at work or anywhere for that matter, just know life is a mountain. Your goal is to find your path, not to climb to the top. I like that. You understand that? I like that. Do you get what I mean by that? Yeah. Your goal is to find your specific yeah, route, not to just get to the top of life. You know what I'm saying? It's the everyone, your way round on the way up. And yeah, up. everyone's aim is to like become the best. I want to be this, I want to be the best at this, this successful in this. Enjoy the journey. But everyone's best is different. Exactly. So it's your own way up. But everyone's journey is differently and the process is different. Believe in the process. But the goal's always the same. The goal is not to climb to the top, but it is to find your path. I yeah. like that. Yeah, man. We're going to finish up on that, mate. How did you like it? Been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, to be honest with you, mate. It came out better than I expected. Yeah, same. I think I was a little bit nervous coming into it because it's something well, yeah. new for me. Yeah, yeah actually... I mean, you never done this before? No, nah, never. This is my second episode. It's always something I've looked at doing. Like, I'd be wicked to be like... Some sort on, of a on show. On show one day, like, yeah. talking. Is that me? Yeah. But yeah. You've never, never known anyone that's done it. asked to go. Yeah. Do you want to be on it then? Yeah. Like, oh, shit. I actually am. But yeah. no, nah, it's been an, been an absolute pleasure being on. Mate. It's much better than I thought. It's been an honour to have you here, mate, and you brought more to the table than I thought you would. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, definitely. And uh, being so close and being friends with you was a bit of a concern beforehand because I thought, are we going to be able to take it serious? Yeah, I think that's always the concern. Yeah, friends, yeah. But, mate, you've absolutely smashed it, man. Pleasure. It's, like I said, it's an honour to have you in here. You absolutely smashed it. You're welcome to come on any other time, bro. And to all you listening, please feel free to message us on Insta and Twitter at the No Gas Podcast or email us thenogaspodcast at gmail.com for any questions and requests. As well as that, you can visit our Anchor page and leave us a voice message for your chance to be featured in the next episode. The link is on the Insta bio or it's www.anchor.fm forward slash the no gas podcast. 
That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, forward slash the No Gas Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you made it this far, you're an absolute legend. Be sure to like and follow us on Spotify and press the bell to be notified when any future episodes are released. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace out. Peace out. Take it easy. No Gas Podcast.